What's up, guys? I just want to start this episode out by saying thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, This podcast has been a huge tool for me as far as personal growth and expression and connectivity. It's been amazing. Every guest I've had on, it's so cool, man. Like, some of these people, I've always, like, I've watched their skating, and I wonder what their stories were or how they felt about things. And to sit down with these guys and and listen to them and share ideas and beliefs and even laughs, it's rad. I love taking, you know, two hours, four hours a week and sitting down and just talking with people, meeting someone new or catching up with an old friend. Communication, it, it really helps. And I'm thankful for this podcast, and it's it's been awesome, man. With that, today's guest is the one and only Derek Fukuhara. I first met Derek when I started riding for World. This is years ago, man. And uh, what first what I first noticed was Derek is incredible at skateboarding. The control and the style this dude has on his skateboard, whew, unmatched. The man is a beast. And on top of that, he's Uh, a real genuine person, a self-reflective person, someone who cares, tries, follows through. I really like Derek, man. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Peace. This This is is the Shetland Show. Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. art. When things get tough... I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claim the victories Yeah, come on It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard You're in a transitional world right now Yeah, it's just basically going for it you know, and Sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming But, you know, it happens It's skateboarding, you know, it happens every day Yep People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the street. What's up, homie? What's up, dog? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no, this is the second time, dude. Repeat customer right here. Psyched. Let's do it. Let's do it like once a month. I'm down, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Where? All right, for the people out there listening, where are you right now? I'm in lovely Long Beach, California. That's awesome. And uh, quick caffeinated kitchen update for the people out there. It's doing so well right now. We, we're trying to figure out um, what our next move is. We got like so many accounts and we're building and it's just trying to figure out like renting a kit, like space from somebody or trying to get another oven or hiring people or whatever. But yeah, we've got like seven or eight accounts and it's growing and uh, this is good. This is good news, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Good problems. Uh, Good problems. Yeah, that's a 100% awesome. And last time we were on the podcast, we were talking about float tanks and I mean, I talk about it on a lot of podcasts, but, uh, you've actually had a chance to check it out now, huh? Yeah, when like a week and a half ago, my chick got me a gift certificate like Christmas, like six months ago, dude. And I've just been sitting on it because I know the waiting list out here is like two months long to go to the uh, yes. Because Float Lab in Venice only has two tanks, and they do two uh, two hour slots. I guess what I learned when I just went is that you can call the night before at seven thirty to see if anybody cancels for the next day. Oh, sick! So, so you could do that. Friend. Mm-hmm. And then I got another homie that said he just went to a place that's a little bit closer in Costa Mesa, and they do a good deal, I guess. It's an hour and a half, 
And if you go with a homie, it's 30 bucks each Dang, for an hour and a half. And it's this is cheap. Mm-hmm. That's dirt cheap. Yeah, it's super cheap. And it's the same tanks that I guess crashed from Float Lab made and stuff. So I'm sure they're, they're really good. I mean, it's the same one. I'm pretty sure that I went in. All right, so you didn't have the same experience as me because I went in, like, some lady's basement, basically. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It was sick. It was so sick on the Venice Boardwalk. It's literally, like, on the Venice Boardwalk. Is like, it, the float lab place. It's, like, a commercial residence, though. No, it's, it's like, behind some, like, eyeglasses shop and some one of those, like, T-shirt Venice stores that sells, like, all the, like, Hot Topic-type T-shirts, you know, like, on the boardwalk. It's just, like, in one of those, um, like, little shopping – it's kind of like a shopping center. Like, it's, like, literally right there on the boardwalk at Venice, but then you have to just go behind some other store. What did the, what did the place feel like? Did it feel like um, when you walk into, like, a studio or, like, a doctor's office? Or... Dude, super small. I just walk in, and it's, like um, – it's just one small little kind of room, and then they board it off. Um, they made a wall in the center, and they have two tanks on both sides. And then a small little, it's like not even a lobby, it's like a, a love seat, and then a desk. Yeah. And the dude's name was Jared, and he was like, dude, sick. Like, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of that dude Duncan Trussell, you know, just just like his vibe. And it was like super, like, kind of positive, mellow vibe. Like, you're like, yeah, this dude's floating every day, and he's probably the chillest dude ever, you know? Did he have a high pitch like Duck, a uh, high-pitched voice like Duncan Trussell? No, it was like that. He, <laughs> dude, amazing. He's like a little bit, like, kind of look like him, but a little bit, deep, like, deeper and more mellow vibe. All right, it was so, rad. So, all right, before doing the float tank... How did you feel about it? Like, just from hearing stories, your perception, like, what did you think about it? I thought it was, I don't know. I was hearing about it. I'm like, this can't, this can only be good. You know what I mean? Like, I like kind of just being alone and meditating or like, like smoking weed and being alone and like being with my thoughts and try to figure shit out. So when I heard about this and I always heard about like think tanks and isolation tanks and, you know, it's always interesting because like I've always... I don't didn't know much about them like when I was younger, but just hearing them, it was always associated with people that were deep thinkers, and it was always associated with like smart people. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and like then you hear like Rogan and all these dudes talk about it, and you're like, all right, these dudes are spitting the truth. So I was so excited, man. The first, the I felt like the first thirty forty five minutes, I was like too excited. I couldn't calm down in there because <laughs> I was waiting for six months. I had this gift certificate for six months, and then I've had my appointment for two months. So like. And the dude, when I called, I'm pretty sure it was crashed on the phone. He's like, don't drink coffee before you come. Um, don't eat for like an hour before you come. And, but still, I didn't drink coffee and I had a juice, you know, I got like a fresh press, like one of those expensive juices, but I was like super jittery because I was just so anxious, you know, I was like, oh, it's finally time I get to do this. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a thing, like leading up to it, you're like, get a little nervous, a little excited, like you don't know what, because you're like, you're going to get in a tank and just stay in there and float. Yeah. For those li- for those listening, if you haven't heard any of us rant about the float tank, it's 10 inches of water. But it's um salt water, so it's like buoyant, super buoyant. It forces you to float. So it's like ten to twelve inches of water. Yeah. You can't help but float in it. It's an isolated tank. You lay back. You can't hear because you got wax in your ear. You can't see because you're in a tank. And sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. Yeah. You have no senses. Cuts it all off. So, all right. So I'm with you, dude. I agree. I was like the same way. I was super anxious, and they told me the same thing. Don't drink any coffee because then you're just gonna kind of be twitching and shit. When you should try to relax a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So you get in. You give them your your coupon. 
He's like, Dude, so so rad. He like preps me, you know, tells me what's up. He's just like, all right, this, that, this, that, da, 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 da. Like, um, he's like, cool, go in, take a shower, and then uh, just hop in the tank, you know, and tells me not to touch my eyes. He tied up a towel for me just in case you don't want to get the shit in your eyes. I didn't realize there was going to be that gnarly when you're laying there and it's like piles of shit on my stomach. Like, I didn't even know there was going to be piles of, of salt. Like, I thought it was going to be like kind of starting to, um, like disintegrate in there and, but it was just pretty thick salt. So first thing I get in there, it's like a big black, looks like a big, my salt, my salt experience wasn't like that. I had no, yeah, I wonder what, yeah, I wonder how much salt they're using. Maybe they're double the salt. I think so. I think it's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt or some shit. I don't know. It's the same shit Rogan always talks about. It's like a thousand pounds of, of Epsom salt, you know? It was, like, more coarse. It was pretty coarse. I thought it was going to kind of get diluted and, like, you know, like, it didn't. It was just still strong, just big chunks of fucking salt, dude. So you get you get in the fucking tank and you're, like, sitting on some salt and you get in. Did you just – was it weird getting used to floating? Dude, the whole first 20 minutes, I was so stoked and intrigued and just I, – I got in. You start floating and you're like, shit, you don't really know how big the tank is. You can't see shit. You don't know, really know how wide it is. You just get in, shut the door, pure darkness. And and this tank I was in, you could stand in it. It was oh, like wow. a big black standing, fr- like uh, the standing freezers that you keep meat in and stuff like that. It kind of reminded me of that, but just like maybe like six or seven feet high and then um, not quite wide enough for me to put my arms all the way out, like maybe like four feet wide. So just getting in the first 20 minutes, I was just... I was just kind of trying to adjust to the sensation and kind of like play like like when you're a kid and you're like, oh, this is fucking crazy, dude. Like, I kind of want to test this out, like what I can do. And I, I was like kind of floating to the, see how much like room I had on both sides, see kind of testing, see what happens when I move this way, see what happens when I move that way. Then um, the dude working there was saying that, you know, just put your arms to your side or if you some people who have neck pain and shoulder pain they put their hands behind their head yeah i've done that. i've done that and so i was like fucking around with that and that was really interesting because once i settled in and and i was chilling the sensation of putting my hands behind my head you know like you're just really like i don't know people who are listening would i don't know you just close your hands behind your head like you're kicking back and relaxing yeah, just like you're chilling on a beach, like on a lawn chair, but you're floating. So you're chilling like that, and it's so weird when you get used to it because you don't even Dude. remember you're, like, doing that. And, like, I don't know if you got this sensation, but I would get the sensation that when I would put my hands behind my head, I would start feeling like I was slowly somersaulting forward. Yeah. Like, like floating through space doing somersaults. Yeah, at times I thought sensation. I was spinning. I was like, I know I'm not doing a 360, but I, it feels that way for sure. And I would, like, yeah, I was... I would like lean my head to the left and I would start feeling like I was like spinning to the left, like you're in space and floating and spinning, but you know, you can't cause if you move like six inches to the right, you're going to hit the, the side, but it felt like you did like a full 360 spare, maybe like a 180 spinning around in space. Yeah. That, that alone right there, Derek is like super alien. It like that whole experience. Cause you get in, you have no gravity and you feel like you're floating. You just feel like it seems so normal when you describe it, but when you get in and you're in there for longer than 10 minutes, you're like, whoa, I'm still like floating and I'm still in this weird space and you just feel like you're, you're not on earth kind of. It tripped, it tripped me out for sure. Hold on. Yeah. Hold Elwood, on. Elwood, Elwood. There, hey, Elwood, Amber, come here. Motherfuckers interrupt the podcast every time. 
That's so funny. They're like, what's up, Derek? What's up, Ellen? They need to walk. I got to walk them tonight. So, like, after oh, yeah. the podcast, I got to take Ellen and Amber for a walk because they, they've just been chilling all day. And uh, they're all rambunctious, you know, like wound up. They want to get, they want to get bucked, basically. <laughs> all right, so back to the float tank, though. Um, so how'd you get? Did you end up getting to the point where you're just super comfortable and you just? What were your thoughts at at first? Where where'd your thoughts go? Like, so at first when I got in there, I was really excited and I was trying. I was like experimenting with shit, kind of, and experimenting with my mind and closing my eyes and keeping my eyes open, but I was still too jacked up, like too juiced. So it took me like a long time to settle down just because I was so excited. So when I finally settled down, that's kind of when I got to like relax, in a relaxed state of mind, fuck with shit. Like, um, you know, like when you close your eyes sometimes and you just see shit on the back of your eyelids and you know, you're kind of like hallucinating shit. And then um, seeing shit like that with my eyes open, but it's pitch black. Yeah. And so you can't see anything, but, like, seeing, I don't know, like, that shit you normally would see behind your eye, like, eyelids, like, like, hallucinogen, yeah, like, weird fucking shapes and patterns, yeah, exactly, and, like, seeing that with my eyes open in the tank, and, like, that was super interesting, and I would catch myself, like, you know, when you, like, fall into, like, a a meditation, and then you kind of catch yourself so you snap out of it, but, like... I would find myself doing it for short periods of time where I was like, okay, I need to get deeper and deeper. Like I need to keep coming back and keep coming back to get deeper and deeper into that meditative state. And like, I ate some fucking edibles before I went in, but um, <laughs> I want but I want to eat more. Like I, I wasn't, it wasn't that, that crazy of amount, but yeah, the first time I went, like I got high too, but it wasn't like I got super stoned. And then the last time I went, I got super stoned and I went in and I freaked myself out. I was in for two hours. You freak yourself out. You're like, oh, how long? Because you don't know how long shit is. Like, you're like, are they gonna knock? Or are they gonna like, you know, tell me to get out soon or whatever? Yeah, I was like, I like pushed it past the like limit where I was like freaking out a bit, and then kept like, I don't know, I was the deepest I had had ever been for sure. Um, yeah. So I know what you're saying about the patterns and all that, and when you see it, it's like when you see like when you get hit in the head kind of hard and you see like stars. It's kind of like that, but they just, you can just stare at it, and it's like, it's like a kaleidoscope. It's pretty sick, like, uh, that's just trippy. I wanted to ask you, uh, you've been saying meditation a lot. Do you actually practice meditation? I mean, I smoke a lot of weed, so, like, and I like to eat edibles and, like, stretch and kind of just, like, go into my own, like, thought process, you know? And, like, if I'm alone, I, I like doing it alone. I like, I, I don't know, I'll, like eat edibles every now and then at night and kind of just me and my chick will chill but I'll kind of just like do my own thing or like I don't know I just feel like that's such a quick way to a meditative state yeah you know what I mean of falling like getting super high on like weed or other psychedelics which I don't like dabble too much but that's always interesting yeah Um, I've been kind of like dabbling with meditation recently because uh, I've been listening to this philosopher his name's Alan Watts and uh, he's sick. I don't, you ever heard of him? Yeah, I heard of Alan Watts. Yeah, yeah. I want to read more, but yeah. Yeah, there's tons of videos on YouTube where it's just like hour-long long conversations about all this stuff. But uh, the idea of like um, quieting your like inner narrative. So like that's kind of what he talks about as far as meditation is like to stop thinking. Because like we're constantly thinking and we're like creating narratives with our mind. You see something, you're like a cup, it's hot, whatever, whatever. The idea is to quiet that inner voice. And just, like, focus on the moment. So you're really not thinking, but you're in the moment and you're not, mm-hmm. like, you know. It just trips me out, dude. I was, I've was i been practicing that a lot, though. One of the ones they were talking about, which people out there, I don't know. 
I don't know how many skateboarders do yoga or meditate or uh, I really have no idea. But I know people have been in this for a long time. I'm just kind of learning now. But one of the ones was like, you just make a noise and you're like, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you just hold it because it forces you mm-hmm. to make a moment because you're not really thinking, you're harmonizing and you're in that, um, and that like whenever I have like some thoughts or like are coming up, like just like if I'm frustrated or whatever, it's just like a useless negative thought or like just annoying thought. I'll just do that. It's like a, yeah. it's like a discipline to kind of stop those thoughts. So I figure if I do that more, like when I'm stressed out and shit, if I just take a second to like stop talking to myself basically in my head and just catch the moment, then it'll be a good pattern and a good habit to form. I don't know. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And it's like the vibration, dude. That There's like science behind that shit, behind the vibrations coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like there's, you know, there's theories about like the vibration, like, um, and that opening your third eye and that's people chanting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a really fast way to it's meditation. I, this lady gave me this book, um, and it has a couple chants and I was like reading through it and it's like pretty interesting and it has all like the Beatles who are like really into this shit. Yeah. Um, the dude, Alan, the dude Alan Watts, he's a philosopher. He teaches Eastern philosophy to like Western people or like he did or I think he's dead now from drinking actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the same thing he would say. He was like telling you you could say all types of chants. He's like, it doesn't even really matter what it is. You could say a Christian one, a mm-hmm. one or whatever. It's like not what you're saying, but just that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's like that law of attraction, the secret. It's like it's the same thing as praying. You know what I mean? Like people who pray, it's the same thing as as the secret, the the book, and all that shit, and like the law of attraction. Secret, so the, know nothing about that. I've heard you, you talk. You can. It's basically a book and like a documentary thing about the law of attraction, and it has like a lot of good things, but they have to they had to add in like all this materialistic, superficial shit to get people to watch it. But it's just basically the law of attraction. Just basically, you know, it's just something that you already practice in your life, like knowing you. It's, it's, you're just, um, you're like manifesting good things. You know what I mean? You have good thoughts and good things are going to happen. You have negative thoughts, shitty things are going to happen. The law of attraction, you're attracting things, you know, and praying when you pray, when people are like, you know, they, they like help this person get better, blah, 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 blah. Like, and they're praying, it's still secreting. It's still the law of attraction, even though you're praying, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's still the same act. It's still the same act of it. Yeah. I've always been about that. Like, I'm always like, uh. You know, you got to see it before you do it, you know, like, uh, Visualize. yeah, it's funny when I pray, I kind of associate it with skateboarding and I, when I teach skateboard lessons, I kind of tell the, whoever I'm with when they're trying to trick, I'm like, all right, you've got to this point where you've almost got the trick, right? Now here's the, here's what you got to do. You got to picture the landing because it's right under you. So you got to picture yourself landing and then you got to use all your will and effort to, to, vi- to make that visual, like what you picture happen. And they usually just, land it in like one or two tries after that. Cause like, just get yourself out of the way. Yeah. And fucking, yeah, and let yourself do it. Like yeah, visualize sure. it and then get your bullshit out of the way. You know, uh, I feel like that Mark Johnson podcast is amazing, by the way, but we'll, uh, talk, about, we'll talk about that later. He, talked, <laughs> he did talk about getting your own bullshit out of the way. But I totally agree because like, when you're in the learning process, especially when you're trying a trick – you're like focused on one step in front of another. You know you gotta build, like put everything together. Like say you're gonna do a backside flip. It's like you gotta know how to back one eighty. You gotta know how to flip. You gotta learn, be used to ride and switch away from a trick. And it's like you're as a as you when you're learning, you're putting all this together and you're trying to get comfortable. Then there becomes that there's that line where you're like, okay, now if I just like see the landing and just connect everything I've been working on, I can make it happen. You know? And I. Or it's like. You stick it, you know, you'll, like, stick it and not land it, and then next try you'll land it, because you're like, oh, I can fucking picture it, because I just pretty much did it, and it 
Yeah. I, you know, I bailed and didn't even hurt. So, so I, next try. I like that as a practice. Like, and that's the same with everything. Like, if you really want to do something, just try to picture it, see it, and then work towards that vision. You know what I mean? Like, if you visualize something, you're already putting it out in the ether. So it's it's already a step closer to being reality if you see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. What I wanted to ask you about, because with my experience with the float tank, one of the most powerful things I realized was, um, because you're deprived of the senses, the sensory deprivation tank. So when you came, out, would you, and I know you do it in some lady's basement. So how do you feel when you walk out of her front door or garage, and when you walk out to her front yard? How do you like? Like immediately after? Yeah. Um, I'm usually like. I'm, I I usually come out of the tank and then I sit down because there's like a little waiting area and I can like sit down oh, and then yeah. she usually comes out and talks to me and I'll just talk to her about like whatever because we became friends, you know, and then, but I'm, I'm usually super happy. I'm super euphoric because I don't know, I was just in the tank and all my like thoughts I had and everything came up and my worries, and my insecurities and like, then I get that all out in the first like 20 minutes and then I'm kind of daydreaming and having fun and like, um... It's like what you were describing earlier when you're like, you kind of go from like in the dream state to like back in the present moment and then back in the, you can feel the change in the tank. You're like, whoa, I was just zoning out for an hour or what? You don't even know how long it is. Mm-hmm. Look, that could have been an hour, could have been a minute. I have no idea. And exactly. Then you're, like, you're like, like sometimes these water droplets, they drop from the top of the tank just because, you know, it's warm water. So humid, it's really humid too. Yeah, in there. And that'll happen once in a while, but that'll take me out of my dream state. It'll like hit me and I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. shit. And then I'll, you're just, not floating in space. Cause you literally feel like you're like, yeah, you're not even there. You're not, your body's not even there. You're just, you're just your mind at that, at that moment or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Once I get that all out of the way and I get out of the tank, I just feel great. Cause it's like, I don't know. You just get everything out. You get all the stress out. You can think about whatever you want as clear as day, and you just feel like I felt reflect, refreshed. I felt like I always a back like I felt like I had a backpack on with cement bricks, and I just like lifted it off, and it feels good, you know. And I, you know my story. I grew up with trauma, and like I had I have demons in my in my in my I had a lot more demons in in my heart and my head just because I grew up around negativity and like violence and drug abuse, and so like for me like. I have to have, constantly have practice and, like, work these things out, you know? And the float tank helps tremendously. Like, Amazing. I want to get my whole family in there. I want to get them all in there so they can be, like, this. it helps. I feel like it helps with, like, um, post-traumatic stress and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I imagine someone who went to war and has all these, like, stresses and worries and things and, like, irrational fears. Like, you get in there and you just kind of, like, can get your thoughts together. But I, I feel great every time I come out. But it's always weird. The last time I was just talking about Deep Fuchs, the fucking I was in there for two hours and I got super high and I went fucking deep in in my mental, however you want to say it. And uh, when I got out of the tank, dude, it was so crazy feeling because I was having a hard time coming back, kind of like I like got out of the tank and I was like, whoa, I still feel like I'm in the tank. It took, yeah. It took longer for me to be like, ah, oh, I'm out of the tank, you know. Like you was it kind of like muffled, like you got out and everything was kind of muffled and you were like all airy and just floating. <laughs> like you still felt like you're floating, dude. Okay, so my experience coming out of this tank. I'm, like, in some building off the boardwalk of Venice, and then I come out, dude, you know, get my shit together, talk to the dude, just whatever, tells me if I want to make another appointment. I step out of the place, I step out from behind this wall, and the fucking 
ocean breeze, 72 oh, degrees, uh, smacks me in the face. And after feeling no senses on my skin, room temperature, air, and water, and feeling that powerful ocean breeze just smack me, it was like, yeah. like literally, like, you appreciate it. Like, you're like, this is the most amazing shit. How do I take this shit for granted? You yeah. know what I mean? And I wasn't expecting to have that sensation. First thing, boom, ocean, the, like, uh, the sense of feel on my skin from the breeze. Next thing, immediately, the biggest waft of a blunt just hits me in the face <laughs> coming off the fucking boardwalk. And it was like the strongest, most beautiful smell I've ever smelled because I hadn't smelled anything for two hours. You're describing was, heaven. You're describing dude. heaven. <laughs> so I walk out. I was just going to lie. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, oh, I'm going to just probably go drive up to Malibu or some shit like that and just like be just had the day off. I've been working so much and I was just so peaceful and everything. So that shit hits me in the face. I literally, like, do, like naturally, like, I don't even think this. My body just does it. I just walk straight out. All the sounds of Venice are all muffled and shit like that. You know what I mean? You hear all the music coming from everywhere and people playing music, and it's just muffled. And I just walk straight across the boardwalk, all the way across the stand, straight to the water, and then just took my shoes back off and just, like, planted my feet in the fucking sand and just sat. I was like, should I listen to music? And I'm like, fuck this. And I sat there and I listened to the waves for, like, 20 minutes got up like left my shit on the beach and put my feet in the water for like another like 15 20 minutes and just like stared off into the fucking and just like listen to the that sounds so corny and hippie and whatever right it. now i fucking love it though cause... but it's like it, just like listen to the waves for 15 minutes just looked around enjoyed the light enjoyed the vitamin d enjoyed the sun it was one of those like feelings where and i get a similar feeling after like if i smoke and then i do like a solid yoga sesh i i get a similar feeling to this like everything's like all the bullshit's muffled and you just hear like the wind you hear the waves you hear the birds you don't hear you, all the people yelling and shit in the background music is just muffled you could have a fucking crying baby crying 10 feet from you and you just you're just like barely it's like mo it's like yeah muffled you don't even hear it Something, and after that's what it's all about dude it's just like getting to that state of mind where it's just 100 percent flow and just the block the bullshit out naturally you know what i mean like yeah it's absolutely dude uh when you're describing that the whole time i'm just thinking about like the times where like i've come across like new information from something like i like i've been like i said i've been listening to alan watts a lot and i'll i'll listen to something he says and i'll be like oh that makes sense like it makes sense and it's kind of makes me feel like i feel good you know what i mean and then like all right if i smoke some weed and i'm like I just like when you uh, when you realize you're very present in the world. Like the, I'll, I'll describe my example. Yours is amazing, though. I wish I could get out of the tank and go straight to the water, the ocean, and the, the power. That was nuts. The power nuts. of the ocean is insane. Like I, I, when I went to San Diego, I definitely was a little high because we were skating and shit. But I went to the ocean and I made everyone come down and I made them put their feet in. And I'm like, dude, this is as real as it gets. You put your feet on the opposite side of the country and like just the waves and the power of it but now coming out of the float tank that seems amazing because your your senses were cut off so then it's like an overflow of your senses and you're like in front of like fucking the wind all the all the elements basically. yeah wind earth and and water minus fire and it's just you have all that shit right there stepping out and it's kind of far you know like just to get to the boardwalk and parking and all this shit just to get there it's a mission to go to venice and when I, before I went in the tank and I was up there, I'm like, shit, I'm going to go to Costa Mesa spot, like parking, like way easier. But then the feeling of like coming straight out of that on the ocean is like, dude, like that's a whole nother experience, you know? That's amazing. Um, I did have an experience kind of like that recently. 
And, uh, I went to my sister's house, and my sister has, uh, has a daughter, my niece, uh, and she's two years old. And I was, like, walking around the backyard, and I had been smoking weed earlier that day, so I was a little stoned, but I was, like, walking around the backyard, and I'm just, like, it's at night, but the trees are all lit up, and we're just, like, talking, and I was, like, showing her what a caterpillar was. Like, she's two years old. I'm looking at the amazement on her face, like, something about, like, little kids and, like, how innocent and how they see the world. It's so fresh and new and amazing, and I feel like we get caught up in all the bullshit of life and, like, we get caught up in bills and uh, our aspirations and our schedules and fucking you name it. You know what I mean? Like each other. We get caught up in each other. And it's like we forget to like see the world like a newborn. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. see, the, see the world for what it really fucking is, you know? And uh, that kind of was what I was doing. I was walking around with my niece and her fat, uh, her um, fas- her fascination with everything was like fueling my fire. And I'm like, yeah. This turns into a, a moth, and then I was showing her all these moths, and I the internet's a beautiful thing, because I pulled up the internet, and I was like, check out all these moths, because we couldn't find one in the backyard for a long time. Oh my god, <laughs> I know just there was blowing like, her mind. Yeah, and she was just looking at it like I could tell it was all new to her, like, in all these colors and things, and then I'm walking around the yard, and we're talking about growth, and I'm like, showing her the trees, and my sister has these trees in her backyard that are like, fucking 30 feet tall they're like massive trees you know and i'm like and she's the my niece is looking at her name's raven she's looking at the little plants and i was like yeah those little plants can grow to be big i'm like should i watch her head tilt back and stretch all the way up looking up the tree and she's like i'm like yeah that tree's like massive and it, it started as a little seed in the ground and like just watching her her like in amazement and she's just not even saying anything just one word answer she's like yeah yeah but just super listening to everything walked around the whole yard like just looked at life you know what i mean like the simple simplest form through their eyes yeah it was amazing not taking anything for granted i felt i felt amazing after that i was like wow that's like if i could keep that in my life that feeling of amazement and fascination with the simple things and the beauty Mm -hmm. i think the more you trip yourself out the more you experiment experience things and you trip yourself out and you like get out of your comfort zone you live life the more you're like you start to realize the ocean's powerful. You start to realize, like, the growth of these trees. Like, you look around, and you're like, holy shit, these things. Absolutely. Are- it's all humbling, man. It's all so humbling. <laughs> we, forget and, and- that we forget that we're in, like, a real organic matter, like a world. You know what I mean? Like, fucking trips me out all the time. I love that. You know what? I was so hyped to have you on. Because I know you get stoner talk with me, and this is awesome. <laughs> it's so good. It's just too easy. I couldn't go back to, like, bullshit talk, like, uh, small talk. That's, like... I feel like I can only talk this way now. How long were you in the tank, Defoos? Two hours. You did two hours your first that's, time. That's what they do at the place. It's like two hour sessions for forty bucks, dude. It's I feel like that's an insane cheap deal. Yeah, two hours for forty like bucks a, is fantastic. Mine was an hour for sixty, so damn. But it's still worth it too, huh? Like you know yeah. that shit's powerful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. D- definitely fucking worth it. But d- I'm hyped for the hookup for you, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, if you ever come out, we'll have to, like, make your uh, make an appointment in advance. Yeah. Like, three weeks before you come out so that we can fucking hit it up while you're out here. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, um, I don't You have you ever done any psychedelics? Uh, the mushrooms, psilocybin. Um, really? That's it. I've done psilocybin and I've done some, like, MDMA, but I haven't done, like, acid or any of that stuff. Yeah, I've never. I've done only that. done mushrooms a couple times. Um, it's yeah, I, I don't know. It's cool. I, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of research on it, and um, I actually researched it. I didn't do them until I was 
Fuck, I mean, I drank a little bit of shroom tea, like, twice, and I've, like, eaten a couple when I was out, like, partying one time back in the day, and I, I, don't, I didn't really feel the effects, but the first time I really did it was, like, 30th birthday, and but I had been researching it pretty much for, like, 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to take it and, like, have it try to, to be, like, some recreational shit when it's not recreational shit. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to, to, to use it for what it's for, and that's kind of, like, if I'm going to use any substance, I'm, I want to... I really want to research it and I want to try to use it. Like, I want it to be beneficial. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, so all the uh, studies on psilocybin and, you know, the stuff we talk about or we listen to on the the podcast and stuff like that, like, I wanted to use that for, like, my trauma in my life and, like, shit from my childhood and shit from, like, my early 20s and, you know, stuff that, that happens to you that you just are letting it define yourself. So the first time I did it, like, I did it in a cabin in Big Bear, and I just felt like it was just me and my homie who did it, and my other homie had, like, one little uh, stem, and with a couple other people who weren't doing it, and I just felt like, I just, I I got this super crazy body high. Yeah. And I just felt like I couldn't be around people that, like, weren't on it also. And then, so I, like, went outside, and then... I had this crazy um, experience where I was outside and I was just tripping because I was going through like all this shit where you feel like your stomach's, you're getting poisoned or whatever like that. And you start getting like a stomach ache and I was outside and I was just breathing and the sun had already gone down. I wish we did it a little bit earlier when the sun was out, you know? Yeah. And it was kind of cold. It was like a little bit cold. And then Brian, uh, Red Brian came outside and he's like, oh, how you feeling? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's just, I just feel like this crazy, the crazy body high and like, um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of cold. And then as soon as I said I'm kind of cold, I couldn't stop. I was just like immediately started feeling like I was freezing just from the <laughs> words saying it. And that like ta- taught me a lot about like saying shit and your, your mind and mental. And I just couldn't like handle it for a couple of minutes. I was just so cold that I had to go back inside. And it stemmed just from me saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, compa- like, how comparable is it to the float tank? Like um, as far as like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Is it comparable at all? You get the same feeling when you come out. Okay, okay. So, like, the feeling that, like, basically when when I, you come down from the, the uh, psychedelics or you come down from, uh, like, yoga. Like I said, like, smoke weed. Like, there's times I, like, smoke weed and I've done yoga for, like, an hour. And then I go to cherry and I'm just, like, so height, like, sense heightened. Like, that same sensation I was telling you, like, muffled shit, like, but like certain senses are heightened but all the bullshit's like just so crazy that i was just like too relaxed to skate you know what i mean (laughs) Um, but that's kind of the feeling that like you get when you come down and that's the thing with psilocybin it's like you get into all your shit like that and then so when you come out of that mind state you feel so refreshed and then you're not taking things for granted and like yeah when you like i walked to the beach with my homie when we did the mushrooms one time and like i uh we were, like, walking back, and, like, all the houses in Long Beach have, like, the dopest gardens and succulents. I mean, you know, you've been around here, and, like, you take them for granted, but when we were walking back, and it, we were just looking at everything, like, our minds were blown. And I would, like, walk, and I'd turn around, and my homies would be, like, his face would be six inches from, like, a flower. <laughs> and he'd be, like, 20 feet behind me. <laughs> and it was just, like, beautiful, dude. Like, everything was so beautiful. And then we came back, we put on music and just listened to the mu- to music. And then I went through some of my photo books. And it was just, like, I went through this Brian Gaberman element um, photo book. 
and it's like all this black and white photography it's fucking so dope and i was just like so inspired by like looking at all the photos and it's like just the black and white photography the contrast just everything about it like breaking every it's kind of like when you smoke weed but then you just like times it by a bunch you know and just high into it you look at everything differently and it's like it's like the way i would explain it it's and it's like i'm not a scientist i haven't done this shit a bunch i you know i want to do it for myself like to better myself and within moderation but i i feel like when you take it it's exactly like you said you're a fucking two-year-old yeah and everything you're looking if that's that's what i was gonna um relate it to when you're talking about your niece is like it's kids look like they're on psychedelics and like when we take psychedelics i was actually watching a little bit of some shit on netflix about it and how i don't remember but it's it's all about the serotonin in your brain and then it stops it um engages certain receptors and it uh cuts off certain receptors so like you can use your whole brain and it's literally like you're seeing that flower for the first time and you're not using your bullshit judgment from everything that we're um you know, our filter that we use through this crazy world to look at it. You yeah. take that filter through like our bullshit down and you're looking at that flower or you're looking at that fucking photo or you're looking at this graffiti on this wall or whatever. And it's just like, holy shit, how does this is the most amazing thing ever? Like, how is, you know, or and then you get super deep into it. Well, like, then, I, I kind of sorry to cut you off, but I want to kind of stop here and say, like, uh, I mean, I'm 32 now. And when I was younger, like, I had. Uh, emotional issues I had like um I don't know like I already kind of touched on it a little bit but I had you know negative influence and I, I ended up being like that you know I had a lot of weird characteristics like just like always antisocial and super thinking people are gonna hurt me or like not trusting people just like things that happen from like experience at a young age and going through like um negative situations that aren't productive you know when you're a little kid you're like whoa that's how the world is that's especially when you have trauma happen to you so like i didn't experiment a lot with with drugs when i was younger because all the people i saw like that were on drugs they were same with me same thing they were pissed off they were treating people like shit you couldn't trust anyone we were in an environment where i'm just like fuck dude i don't like i want normalcy i want like to meet someone that's trying and like that shit so like i was too scared to even like I mean, I tried weed for a while, and, like, it just, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't anything, and then, like, I would drink, and I would get, like, aggressive. I never, like, hurt nobody or something like that, but I would just get sad, depressed, because I had a lot of rage and anger mm -hmm. inside, you know, and that shit just heightened it, you know? But, uh, yeah, as you already know, like, as I got older, when I was, I started smoking weed again, like, after the vertigo, you know? I, like, revisited it, because I didn't want to smoke weed, I was, like... I was like, look, like, I just don't want to rely on a substance, and I don't want to, I don't want to spend money on it, all the people that, like, you know what I mean, I see my people that did it, and I was like, the where, where I grew up, and they were just, like, not productive, and just unhappy, and, like, they're using it like a crutch, so, like, I, um, I wouldn't touch it, but then after I did it again when I was older, and I had, like, built up these characteristics and trust, and I knew who I was a little better, you know what I mean, like, I, now I know who I am. I know that I'm not, like, uh, I can handle pressure and I have more experience. So, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this weed again. And then just kind of, like, it's way different now. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And I like to say, I don't know. I'm but I'm saying, some... I'm saying all this because I don't want kids to think, like, yo, just try all this shit. You know what I mean? It's like, well, no, first get to know yourself a little bit, understand who you are, 
know that you're, you know, you can handle some situations, and then if you did try it, you know what I mean? Dude, for sure, that, that's what I was saying, like, I didn't really start smoking weed until I was in my 20s, too, you know what I mean? Like, I did it a couple times, and we're probably the same, we use skateboarding as our outlet, Yeah. you know, and, like, I had homies that I skated with all throughout high school, and they were my best homies, they were the sickest crew, we were the only people who skated, there was, like, six or seven of us, nobody else skateboarded in the high school, and we were, like, the crew, Every weekend, every day after school, we fucking shred. And my senior year, those dudes were out. They were, like, smoking weed with, like, the other dudes. And they were, like, hanging up their skateboards. And they were dropping out of school, even though they were good kids. And they were just getting into shit. And I was just, like, so against it. Seeing all my good friends change and, like, being young and being, like, we have a good thing going on. We're all skaters. We're doing all this cool shit. We're all getting so much better together. And, like, I mean, at that point, like, junior senior year is when i started kind of getting like hooked up like outside of a skate shop yeah so at that point that's where i had to kind of move on and i was like oh, i'm not going to smoke i'm going to go hang out with like these dudes and i had like a mentor at the time who was really against drinking and smoking and i was like this i'm i'm watching all my friends fucking like give up this passion for it which is cool like they i'm sure didn't give a shit enough about skateboarding they had other things that they were wanting to do with their life but, um, and then I had a mentor who's just like, yeah, fuck drinking and smoking. And I was like, yeah, fuck drinking and smoking. Like, skate, 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 you know, and like pretty close minded to it. And then, you know, once I was in my 20s, tried it a couple more times and like realized, yo, this is helping me figure out my bullshit, dude. Like, yeah. I, I used to be like so Asperger y, dude. And just, I still am, but I would just say so much shit all the time and just no filter to the stuff that came out of my face. And as soon as I started smoking weed, it made me look at me from outs. It took my ego away and was like, yo, dude, what the fuck are you saying? Like, yeah, you don't say that shit to people. You don't treat people that way, you know? And that then it took us. So- that kind of tie. Sorry to cut you off. Keep, keep your thought. Um, I always do that on the podcast. And no. I do, but you jarred something in me that kind of took me back. The ego thing. And it's like, um, that's kind of what we're talking about. The meditation for is for because the ego is just your inner thoughts about yourself, how you view yourself. So it's like, if you're just constantly thinking to yourself and being like you're that you build up an ego, you know what I mean? Like yep. you have an ego mm-hmm. it's how you see yourself or how the world perceives you. So like if you silence those thoughts, that's what that meditation's for. Cause then you exactly. dissolve, dissolve your ego cause you're not allowing your brain to like run amok, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a this, this is all like, it's all about, I'm not a yogi dude. I don't fucking meditate every day, yeah. but all these things and meditation is key. Meditation is so key to life and success and being self-awareness. Self-awareness, what you guys talked about, and the preaching that shit in the Mark Johnson podcast. I listened to that shit twice, dog. That shit was fire. Um, and uh, it's all about self-awareness, and meditation is, a, is, is you know, the key to that. And these substances that we're talking about are tools, and they are tools to help you get to meditation. And it's, it's a tool. To, it's like a shortcut. It's to it you know what i mean because it's tough man it's really tough to sit there and train yourself to be able to meditate for an hour without your mind slipping like i dude try it for a minute 60 seconds where you time yourself for 60 seconds and you try to take yourself out and just think blank for 60 seconds it's very difficult i do it i do do it while i'm driving and while i'm working i just Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like if i'm doing something like yard work or whatever like i'll just meditate basically while i do it because i'm not the tedious things man yeah it's like I, I always looked at, like, first thing I do when I wake up, dude, is I fucking do the dishes, and then I start kind of, like, cleaning my house a little bit, you know, like, putting shit away, and I, I've always looked at cleaning, like, doing the dishes and cleaning, it's, um, 
everything is a projection, you know, like our lives are projections of what's going on in our minds. So like when you're cleaning, when you're doing the dishes, you're scrubbing the fucking plates, you're cleaning all that shit and you're cleaning everything because it's tedious. You're not thinking about what you're doing. You're not like, oh, I got to like you scrub dishes eight million fucking minutes of your life. So like when you're doing it, you're it's so tedious that you're not thinking about dishes. You're thinking about everything in your life. And I always looked at it like if your fucking house is a mess, this obviously doesn't isn't for everything. But if you're ha- like if my room's a mess, it's because my mind is cluttered. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a projection of what's going on in my life. And then I clean this shit. And then while I'm cleaning, while you clean it, it's like ther- it's therapeutic. You know, doing the dishes, cleaning your shit, doing the tedious stuff. Oh. Alan, cut it out, motherfucker. <laughs> You're interrupting Derek. Hold on, D folks. Hold your <laughs> Yeah. Elwood, that's it, man. That's the last time you interrupt the Shadow Show. Get down. Alright, it's my lady. <laughs> my lady just got home. Oh, uh, Terry just got home. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, oh, yeah. Alright, so I want to touch on what you were saying a little bit. And I agree 100%. That makes sense, dude. My office is a fucking mess. But I'm never in here. The only time I'm in here, really, is to podcast. So that's why it's a mess. It's more like storage. So, yeah. But my laptop is immaculate. <laughs> that's my storage. My desktop is clean as fuck. That's my office. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, dude, everything you're saying I completely agree with. And uh, I was going to – there was a point I was going to say. Oh, um – yeah, I think it's just realizing. I've been listening to the philosopher a lot, Alan Watts. I keep saying that, but uh, I don't want to take credit for what he's saying. You know what I mean? Like, but I really like what he's saying because he's saying that um, they, most people say they come into the world, and and he's like, the truth is you come out of the world because everything's like the same matter. Like we're all stardust. So if you start at the Big Bang, it's all the same stuff that stretches out since then that forms life. Like mm-hmm. it's like if you threw. An ink, like he he actually said this. He said if you threw an ink bottle against the wall, it smashes. That's the bang, right? And then it starts dripping down. It gets more complex as it drips down, right? So that's kind of the concept, you know. And I think we we separate ourselves from our environment and don't realize that we're it's all the same stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all the same material. So we are the environment as well. You know, it's crazy. Like, we like to label shit. You know, Western Western um, culture likes to label things, and they like to. So, like, I, so, yeah, I don't know if I talked about this, but uh, on previous podcasts, but I was like reading part of this book a while ago, and it's just the difference between Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy, and Eastern philosophy coming from Confucius, and Western philosophy coming from Aristotle, and Western philosophy likes to individualize everything and label things, because when you look back at like um, all the Greek mythology, it's all gods and this god and this god and this god and they had plays you know they did a lot of plays in ancient greece where it was there's the stars of the plays and the individuals where eastern philosophy believes that we're all one and everything comes back you know it's like the snake that's in a circle that's eating its tail and it's everything is one and connected whereas in our culture here we're like the label shit you know, everything's individual, 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 individual. It's funny because it's actually both things. It's like the whole yin and yang. It's like you need, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you need both. It's funny that we're like, uh, I was thinking about that the other day or today or yesterday. I was like, it's like we flipped a little bit. Like China's more westernized <laughs> and America's more mm-hmm. philosopher, Eastern philosophy, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to fucking figure it out before we destroy ourselves. But no, absolutely, because we wouldn't have made progress without that individualism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we would have made the progress that the progress that the Western world has made if we were all thinking the same. 
Yeah, exactly. We need both. It's a like negative positive. We need both, and there has to be a balance. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing of it all that I'm starting to learn as I get older. <laughs> For sure, you have to have balance. Everything's got. You got to have the shit to appreciate the good. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was. They're talking about the duality of things on this on this uh, lecture I was listening to. And how, like, it trips me out all the time. It's like, we're, like, in these ape monkey bodies. You know what I mean? Like, we're just a, our, it's like a mechanical robot. It's like a, it's a, but then we're also spiritual. You know what I mean? Like, you also have your thoughts and that whole other thing. So the duality of two worlds, it's like trying to find the balance in both of those. I think the float tank kind of helps with that because it, it, it heals your body. You know, dude, amazing. Yeah, you amazing. Dude, dude, I didn't even think about it until a couple, like, maybe a month before I went. But the fact that, like, my body's a mess, dude. My ankles, knees, toes, fucking everything are so jacked. And I was like, I cannot wait to just have no gravity for two hours. Like, not even laying in bed. Because you're laying in bed and your body is being pulled down by the gravity of the earth. You're in this float tank. There is no resistance. There's no pressure. There's no gravity. Your joints are just loose, and you're sitting in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. And for you guys listening, you guys know how it feels after a 15 minute Epsom salt bath. This is a two hour Epsom salt like bath to the exact same temperature as your body, so you don't even feel it. You walk out like a million, a million bucks. Yeah, you feel like a little kid again (laughs) in two different ways, physically and mentally. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, it's really good. The magnesium is supposed to be really good for your body, too. Mm -hmm. Just replenishing all the stuff that we probably all fail to put into our bodies on the daily. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's awesome. And the duality of that is crazy. And it separates the two because then you're floating. You don't have your you don't have your body when you're floating. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel anything. You don't have any of the senses and it's just your thoughts. So then you can kind of see the two different worlds, you know, you're like it shows you. And I think that's an experience we don't have that much, to be honest. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wonder what other things, you know, there's, there's got to be a list of things, because obviously yoga, it's and, and even yoga, dude, it takes you a while to get into it. Like, I don't know if you ever, like, fucked with it, but no, no, I can't I can't do it, do it every time, dude. Like, I can get, like, 30, 40 minutes in, but there gets to a point of yoga where you get warmed up, and then you stop thinking, you know? And it's like, you just breathe, 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 because, like, especially with my body, just trying to get into it, it's, like, fucking tough, because shit just hurts, but, like, once you get past a certain point, and you just breathe, you can just go for, like, another hour, and you're not thinking, and you're in that same exact state where, like, it kind of separates mind from body, but your body's doing all these things, and you're breathing, and you're stretching out, and you're just kind of in this zone, you know? Yeah, I get, like, that skating, like, if I'm having, like, a really good day skating, and it's just, like, I'm not even, it almost feels like you can land anything, you can be real spontaneous, anything that, someone could jump in your way and you, like, power slide around them, like, didn't... Oh, and then do a blunt kick flip at Tampa, I see that one, I see that one. (laughs) But you know what I mean, like, when you're in the zone and it's like, you don't even, you're not even really aware of your body, you just feel like you're one on a skateboard and you can kind of do everything you've ever tried to do and it just all works, you know? The flow state. Yeah, you were were talking about that. That's a thing, huh? That's what they, that's what they say. There's a book I'm trying to, I screen grabbed it or something like that. I think I put it on Amazon wish list, but um, yeah, I think there's a book called like flow or something like that. They're talking about it on the Rogan podcast and it's all about that. It's all about that state and as skateboarders, or if you've ever done anything, you know, you, you're familiar with it, you know, yeah. that, that where you're just in the fucking zone, dude. And you're not thinking about everything and time slows down, you know, it's like 
It's like when somebody is just murdering it. Somebody has a 50-point game in basketball. It's like time slowed down, and that hoop was like the size of a driveway. Yeah. And it didn't matter who was guarding them or what. Or like in the zone, when you're skating and you're in the zone, you're in that bright mindset where you're like, you're happy. First off, you go into the skate session being happy and being stoked and not trying to escape reality from skating, just being happy with reality and then um, letting skateboarding enhance that shit. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. But, yeah, and you're in that zone. Like, I literally had sessions with my homies that, like, we were landing back-to-back-to-back to back to back shit that we'd all been trying for, like, five years. Yeah. And we were just doing it, and all of a sudden we did it back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and all of a sudden we did it, like, four times in a row, and these are all tricks that we were trying. But it's because our vibes were so good. We were feeding off each other. We were, like, having the best vibes. It, all the fucking stars aligned. And then we left, and we were all just, like, high. Yeah. Like, just high on life, you know what I mean? Like, that's, we just connected on a whole nother level right there, and it's like the flow state. Yeah, I think a lot, I think people need to have that in their life, more people, you know what I mean? Like, I imagine most people just, like, the average person, I feel like they just work and come home and watch TV. I may be wrong, I'd like to hear the stats on that and see where it's going. Because that's what you always, that's the perception, is like, the average person, especially in America, is like, lazy, and like, we have obesity problems. I wonder what it's like now, if that's changing, especially with the influence of marijuana and the legalization in states and stuff. That influence has to be spreading, you know? Oh, the internet, man. And Oh, the I internet, mean, for sure. The internet alone, like, hopefully, just, dude, just things like your your podcast, just the, everything that inspires us, you know, and, and it's helping, and there's still a lot of people that don't know, or they, or they don't want to know, they're ignorant to or whatever, but it's happening, dude, it's slowly happening, and, and, and you know, it's going to happen here in California, and then, like, you know, certain spots in the East Coast, and certain cities, and then it's just going to, like, catch, like, just keep moving. Keep moving. It's so crazy. It's so crazy the repression of things. I always talk to people about this all the time. Like the whole, I'm I'm always like, yeah, drugs are illegal, but like, are you telling me no one gets illegal drugs? There's no crime anymore. There's no like, like the whole idea of making something as legal is to stop it from happening, right? You know what I mean? It's like all this shit still happens. So why is it illegal? You know what I mean? Like you make we're supposed to war on drugs you know what i mean it's like still illegal all this stuff even prostitution dude it always floors me because i'm like there's still prostitution you're not solving any problems like do you think it'd be any worse than it is now if if it was legal it'd be a business it'd become an industry right? i mean i don't know i don't know the answer to that but i i i don't know i'm pretty dumb but i feel like the uh that prison industrial complex probably just has to do a lot with that shit of just just even paying people, you know, like, like, fighting people for shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Writing citations, arresting people, like, it's, they gotta feed the system with money, and that's how they're doing it, too, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like that's the old way, like. No, I agree. Like, destruction uh, for profit. It's like, why mm-hmm. do you gotta destroy to make a profit? I don't understand, like, is because that's the old way of doing it? Can it be, like, create creation for profit or something like that? Like, build people up, like, health. Why why can't it be like that? I don't understand. You know, it trips me out all the time. It's yeah, I don't know either, but we're seeing a lot of examples, dude, and other countries doing shit, you know, like uh, decriminalizing, like, drugs and, and treating drugs as a mental health issue instead of as an addiction, uh, you know, because the addiction, it's it's like people have addictive personalities, you know, it's a mental health issue, addiction. It's not the substance, you know, it's the person. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, sure, fucking heroin is super addictive, but sugar is just, is like, you know, just as addictive as heroin or tobacco or alcohol, you know what I mean? And it's Dude, like... Sugar is a bitch, man. I love sugar. 
That's why I drink wine, I eat donuts, everything I have has sugar in it. Since Dude, it's crazy, huh? My coffee, I stop putting sugar in my coffee. I go. How do you do? You feel different not doing that? Can you feel a difference, like yeah. in your body? Yeah, Dude, yeah. Dude, I feel so much better not doing it. Every now and again, I'll put like a little like half pack or maybe like one pack into some espresso. But goddamn, drinking black coffee feels like. Yeah, you still get the effect, but you don't have, like, the sugar high and the, like, cream and all that stuff. Like, it's just black. It's not... It doesn't taste that good, because I just get Folgers or whatever the fuck the brand is. Yeah, yeah. I don't get anything. I just, like, coffee. Coffee. There's not a crash. There's not that crash, and there's not that, like, crazy as sprack. That's like, what without it is. the sugar. There's no crash. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many cups of coffee do you drink a day? <sighs> um, oh, man. <laughs> It ranges. It ranges from one to three. On a good day, I have none. Just, but goddamn, I like literally some days I'll have like three cups of coffee and I'll wake up the next day feeling like shit, like feeling like literally hungover, but like withdraws from having so much caffeine and it's sucking so much water out of me and dehydration. Wake up with like creases all over me like the next morning, you know what I mean? Like when you wake up all dehydrated. Yeah. And it's just, dude, I don't know. Me and my chick have a problem, but what did I have? I had I had a one today. I had two shots of espresso. Oh, I drink, I don't drink espresso. That's like uh, that's like just like a shot, right? Like just yeah. Like it was like espresso and hemp milk from the uh, the portfolio. You know portfolio. Yeah, you know. hell yeah. Um, I was gonna say. I had two coffees today. They were damn good, too. Two black coffees. Um, hey, man, you work early, too, so, you know. If, yeah. I worked, if I worked hella early, I would need my coffee in the morning, and then I would need, like, a fucking lunch coffee to keep me going, or after-work coffee or something. No, yeah, that's it. That's perfect. Um, I was going to say that uh, what we were talking about. Fuck, I'm lost again. <laughs> we're both pretty stony. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Um... Oh yeah, while while we're at it, yeah, this piece that the one of my listeners made, he blew the glass, Derek. You saw it on my Insta, right? Dude, where did that? Where did he send that from? Um, oh man, where, where was it? I gotta pull it up. Hold on, sit and pull it up real quick. Yeah, I was stoked on that, man. Yeah, I couldn't believe how it came out, dude. I never, like, I haven't even used it because I just think it's sick. I like don't even know if I want to use it or. <laughs> dude, that's so cool. One of one. Um, going back to, going back to, um, smoking weed, like, even now, like, talking about when I was younger and, like, how I didn't want to smoke weed or do any drugs, like, I've never done any psycho- psychedelics, I've just drank and smoked, uh, weed, like, that's all I've ever really done, but I'm not opposed to taking psychedelics, I just feel, like, still kind of nervous, like, I'd want to be around someone I could trust that, you know, like, I just want to be somewhere safe where I don't have a bad experience, I just want to chill, like. Yeah, they call it set and setting, you know, like. The mindset you're in and um, where you are, you know what I mean? Like, who are you with and where where are you? And then how is your mindset? Like, do you have a bunch of shit you need to do? Do you, you know, like, do you have a bunch of work you haven't done? Yeah. Um, are you going to be at a fucking Guar concert? Like, where, you know what I mean? Where are you going to be, dude? Are you going to be at a zoo? Like, probably, I don't know, I, I'm not that experienced, but being at a zoo, you'd probably just start, I'd start, like, being so bummed at all these animals behind bars or whatever, but, like, Legs, what, all you know, yeah, like, <laughs> where are you? Are you at the beach? Are you camping? Are you somewhere com- with comfortable people and you have no responsibility because you just crushed it for the last two weeks and you got a three-day weekend and you want to do it, like, the first night and then the rest of the weekend's going to be all good? Like, set and setting, so that's it. Make sure you're... 
you know, like you you have your shit together. Like yeah, like I said, I like I haven't even really gone far into it, but I've researched it for like ten years, and I think you're definitely like you probably listen to enough shit, and yeah, uh, I feel like even knowing you from the beginning of World, and then dude, like since you started smoking, and then things coming together for you and everything, like I feel like you. you pretty much rid of yourself of most of your demons. So, you know, you'd go into it, you'd go into it as an experience to better yourself and not as a recreational experience. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, dude, it's been light years. Like I've grown so much as a person. It's been amazing. And I'm still trying to do it daily. Like I, whenever I do something, I want to fully do it and just keep going down the rabbit hole. Like whatever it is, like I get obsessed with stuff and I like it. I want to keep going. And I love growing. I like, like, I don't know. I used to say that when I was younger, I'd be like, I'd be like, I, I kind of want to get old. Because I kind of always understood that as you, if you're doing it correctly, you get a better understanding of everything. You know, like I always mm-hmm. had that. I always had that thought. I'm like, yeah, like it's a puzzle. You know, and the people that get to the end. But it's not true for everyone. But it's like if you're doing it right, things can get better because you start to you start to understand things a little more. And it's, it's just constant growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's just growing, it's growing, growing, growing. And- and age does have to play with it, but it's not, it's like, you can experience this as a young kid, too, you know what I mean? Like, even when I was young, too, I had issues, but I still had that, like, childhood wonder about everything, you know? I had, like, all this other stuff that I was fighting off, but, like, my true essence, I try to hang on to it as much. That's why, I, it's like, we're, we grew up skateboarders, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing we hang on to, that was our vehicle, like, I wanted Yeah, to- we're like, not, it was our tool, it was our vehicle, yeah, our vehicle yeah. to show us the fucking world, or, sh- you know, introduce us to new people and experiences, and to grow, you know, to grow. That wonder, that wonderment, that, like, that, like, oh, I can do this, I wonder if I can create this, I wonder if I can land this, I wonder, like, that, like, excitement and childhood nature, like, that's what skating... Like, that's why we hang on to it. Like, and uh-huh. that's, why, that's why I think we think it's a blessing when someone picks it up. They're like, whoa, they're going to start learning and trying and having fun and experiencing and, and feeling and, like, all those things that come with skating. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's so much more than doing tricks. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? It's so much more than doing tricks. That's why yeah. some people skate and you watch them and they could do something so basic, but so you can tell that... You can tell that they fully were there and felt it like a long ass back tail with style. You're like blazing fast. You're like, man, that's like you. Everyone strives for that. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be a triple kickflip or whatever. Like that's just the technical side of something. You could be good at adding numbers up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling in the moment. <laughs> it's for everyone. Skating's for everyone. Whatever you're, however you want to see it or use it or whatever. But um, yeah, I love. I love skateboarding for sure and speaking of that where you been skating lately have you been in just cruising around cherry and stuff yeah I've, I've been skating i've been working a lot so i've been skating like fuck man like once a week i went to uh jaquan on sunday and i skated for like i was pretty cool i skated for like an hour and a half and then it, it just got nuts like 70 people showed up so it was cool because you just go to jaquan chill and skate and then as soon as it's too crowded you just chill and there's like 50 people you know there they don't, like so many they, don't, they don't give a shit that you guys skate there? Uh, it's hit or miss on weekends. Like, you go on Sunday, and, like, generally, like, in the afternoon, it's cool, and there's literally, like, 70 people. It was nuts. Uh-huh. Is it because the ground's so good and those ledges are buttery as hell? Yeah, pretty much. Like, over the winter, it was mellow. We would go, like, after 6, and we'd skate. Maybe we'd catch, like, 30 minutes of light, 
and then around like five, and then we would just skate at night, and there'd be like ten of us. And then as soon as the time change started happening, kids, you know, people drive by, they see you up there because it's like right, it's like level, it's kind of high. You like everybody, you drive by, you're gonna look see if there's people skating. So now there's just like seventy people, everybody's going off. Like some dude half cab flipped, you probably might have saw it on Insta. Some dude half cab flipped and front heeled and fakey big flipped over the block, big, and like big flipped, holy shit, that's a wild one, dude. You go there, it's gnarly, like. There's so many people just killing it and just don't even skate. You just there's like 70 people and like 25 people are skating, like 50 people are just like hanging out, oh, like yeah, skating we, flat and bullshitting. It's so sick. Yeah, we have that too on the East Coast. Like we do the New England Am contest, and it was like huh, hundreds of kids and everyone's just going off, and it was just like gnarly. It was so insane. And those kids are going off. These East Coast kids too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. It's like we're doing it again, man. We got we're gonna do two day event. Which soon, right? Soon? At October, October. Oh, okay. Third and fourth, everyone out there. October third and fourth. Follow at New England. Buy your flights. <laughs> Buy your flights. Where do you fly into? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have shops from Florida, um, all the way up to Maine. Like, uh, we're more shops are coming, dude. It's fucking sick, and we've been building hype, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm tripping out, dude. I'm getting excited and nervous for it, cause last year like it's so overwhelming, and it was so cool, and like. Everyone killed it. I can't tell you how many good skateboarders are from the from where I'm from. It's insane. That's all the reason I did the contest. Cause I'm like, all these kids are so damn good. Like I knew if we put it together, we'd have like a great show of dudes like killing it. You know what I mean? And it was insane. We had 24 shops, three riders from each shop. Like you know, you know, Dude. Billy Drown and like Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dudes like that kill it with style, beast type people too. You know, like every shop brought like their heavy hitters. It was sick, dude. It's crazy. That's so sick. Yeah. Like, and it, even from, like, in one year, dude, from, like, last October to this October, it's going to be crazy to see how much skateboarding progresses. Yeah. Skateboarding progresses insane every year, every three days. Yeah. Skateboarding progresses now. It's good, man. It's good. It's definitely good. Um, Yeah, so you've been skating Jaquan a little bit. Jaquan, I've been going out with my homie, this kid Kyle, uh, Kyle Seedler, he lives out here, and we've just been going out and, like, shooting photos, just, like, me and him, like, trying to find spots, I, like, rub brick this little, like, bank to three stair, and, like, got a little photo on that, so just, like, going out and shooting photos, like, not even really filming or anything, I got a video part that was supposed to come out last November or something, um, in this Long Beach video, but... What's the deal? Still waiting on that one. I don't know what the, what the homies are doing. It, I, I think they're going to make DVDs here right now, or I don't know, but that's cool. We'll, uh, hopefully, drop that soon. Yeah, at least that's on deck. Yeah, I want to talk about photography. Like when you're shooting a homie, if you're going out and you're like gonna shoot, do you ever just go out and just you have plans only to shoot photos and not to skate? Um, yeah, I've been doing that kind of a lot lately. Dude, my body's just jacked, so I try to keep it up, and I try to, like, work out a little bit, do some yoga. Yeah. Um, sometimes I go too hard doing that shit, and then, like, I just too sore to skate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when I go out shooting, I don't know, I try to do, like, the most low-pressure stuff I can do, because I used to pressure myself so much when I was, like, coming up skating. Yeah. And sometimes I took the fun out of it, so it's, like... With photography, I definitely don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to, like, enjoy it. And I want whoever I'm with to, like, have fun skating. And I'm not ever trying to pressure anybody to do something fucked up. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not, like, a real skate photographer. 
What do you, you know what, I mean? what do you do with your photos? Like, if you're going out shooting with people, what are you doing with them? I mean, skate photography is just kind of like, it's kind of like a hobby of mine. Yeah. I don't really, like, try to get shit run. I don't try to go skate with people who have sponsors to so I could try to get that shit run. Like, I just try to go out with some of my homies who I enjoy skating with. Are they on your Instagram? Are some of these photos on your Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, whatever I'm doing, I'm just, like, whenever I go skate, it's like, chances are I'm going to shoot. At this point, it's like, I want to just go out and hang out. If we go to a spot that's cool, fucking, and I can skate it, sick. But I'm not trying to be the dude calling out the spot. You know what I mean? If if we go to a spot I can skate, cool, maybe I'll shoot a photo. If there's a fucking real photographer there, cool, I'll just shoot portraits of people or maybe just shoot another angle for myself to release if that shit gets run, you know, like, later. Like, yeah. Um, I don't really care. I'm just trying to just, like, go have fun and shoot and... I don't really try to plan anything. A lot of times, I can. I'm not professional, dude. I don't have a lot of gear, so it's like you're, somebody's like, "I want to go backsmith this rail." It's like I don't got a good fish eye. Like, I, I want to try to shoot it unconventionally, you know? Yeah, I like that. And, and like, I don't have flashes, so it's just trying to find something so, like a like an unconventional way to shoot something with what I have to work with. What are you shooting with? I have a, a Canon 5D Mark II. Sick, man. No, that's awesome. I like that approach. That's a good approach, dude. <laughs> so, I don't know, dude. Like, I just, like, this is cool, capturing some shit, and then maybe your homie didn't even know that you shot the photo of him, and you, like, bless him with it, like, six months later, and, like, oh, shit, like, I remember that. I didn't even know you shot that. You know, it's, like, that shit's sick. Is there anything you shoot that you take serious? Like, have you ever done product shots and stuff like that? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that stuff lately, like, for work and stuff. So, luckily, I've been, like, Working with a lot of super cool people who are just like, here, just do this shit, and I don't really, I barely know what I'm doing, so I can get the job done. Um, like, not amazing or anything, but it's good for a small, small bunch of small budget companies. Or So, yeah, that shit I, I try to take seriously, for sure, you know, and I'm still trying to learn, and um, it's just a good way to make money. But I enjoy, like, shooting, like, lookbook shit, too, like, going out with Kind of, it's like the same shit we do, like, when we go out skating, like, how I like going out shooting, like, portraits and photos of my homies, like, that's always good lookbook style, you know? Like, yeah. somebody wants to pay you to, like, go shoot, like, when we went out with the, the world dudes in LA that one day with RP, and we were just, like, shooting portraits and stuff, like, I love doing shit like that, like, somebody's like, yo, get, here's three dudes, especially if they're skaters, just go, like, push around and get, like, cool lifestyle photos of them, like, like, it's never, is it ever awkward? Have you ever shot with anyone where it's, like, super awkward? Um. <laughs> where they're just, like, not into it, and every photo's just, like, their fingers in their nose or something? Not that bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have some people that, like, they're, like, super stoked on trying to be models, but they're just, like, they're kind of trying to be a model. And yeah. then there's people that I shoot that are, like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is really awkward for me. And they're kind of just looking around, like, super casually and it end up work ends up working out good because it's like looks more candid as opposed to being more posed you know what i mean yeah i think more yeah i agree with that that'd be better <laughs> I, shoot, I go out and shoot sometimes like i'll i'll do lookbook photoshop shit um photo shoots and stuff like that and um we have some six spots around here my favorite is like finding a six spot that you're like dude this will make a sick photo like i don't even <laughs> care. i don't even care if it's just someone chilling or if there was something to skate or just even that thing is just sick looking to shoot, you know? That's my yeah. favorite. 
Like anything. I love shooting photos, man. It's like something I enjoy. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> dude, it's so rad, too, because growing up, I was like, as a skater, I was like the worst dude ever to try to shoot a still photo of. I'm like, yo, dog, I got this flip in, flip out. I got this fucking thing. I like, I could only get a sequence. You know what I mean? I was like a straight footage skater trying to get a sequence. Like, it was, as far as what I wanted to do on a skateboard, it was never about something like just looking like steezy like i just want to backsmith this little bar against this wall and like it's painted and looks super fucking sick and the sun hits a golden hour like i never thought about that shit when i was this actual when i was like skating you know i mean when i was older like towards the world days like for sure but when i was like really trying really like it was coming up about, like technical like i can do this and do that and yeah let's get the sequence yeah and now it's just like that's like what i appreciate so much is like just like, a, just, I don't give a fuck, somebody just doing a sick kickflip, even if it's on flat ground, but like, you know. Man, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. I love flat ground photos, for sure. I mean, a healthy balance. Healthy balance. Mm-hmm. I, I like a good sequence, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, you see the style. Yeah, you see this somebody's style in a whole different aspect, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to think that that magazines, like, they're still around. I looked at one the other day. I really enjoyed it. But it's like not as, pre- it's not as relevant as it was. You know what I mean? Like, when we were coming up. Dude, you know what's fucking crazy? Changed the whole landscape. <laughs> so, yeah, we talk about how internet and the internet changed the landscape of this shit. Yeah. Dude, think about how much digital sequences changed fucking skateboarding. Like, going from having to shoot film. I feel like we've talked, I don't know, maybe we've talked about it on a podcast or, or in real life. But, yeah, shooting, like, film versus a digital sequence. Going from, like, yo, dog, you got, like, fucking 20 tries. And that shit cost me 40 bucks for this you to try career? 20 tries, dude. <laughs> this is what your career was built on. Because you said you like to only get sequences, right? Marble, no. Can I just give everything up to the digital camera right now? <laughs> this would that be like the first thing that I think, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, because I remember they used to have rolls of film. Like, you just have all this discarded film when you're shooting, you know? It's crazy that... Yeah. Not even like that anymore. Like Brad Hayes and Modus Operandi, he's like thirty six exposures all day. He's like fucking <laughs> all the. He's like wearing like a bunch of negative films like around his head, that cement rail. Yeah, I'm I like, remember that. <laughs> did you did you ever get a chance to shoot uh, film sequences with anybody? You you because we were like on the cusp, dude. Like I maybe shot like four film sequences. Yeah, I don't know if I did, dude. To be honest, I mean, I definitely. I feel horrible that you're just wasting this dude's money. You're just lighting this dude's money <laughs> as you're bailing trick after trick. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, here, I'll just give you money. <laughs> oh my God. The game has changed, though, digital. It's like you don't even, not even, people don't even remember those days anymore. Fuck. Dude, I, re- I remember seeing it. I remember seeing um, footage of Ed- Devin Calloway's brother doing a switch tail on this, like, three flat rail. And, like, somebody's showing it to me and being like, that Sean Peterson's got the new digital camera. It can shoot sequences and digital. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and, like, that's basically when you want to see somebody do some shit. Like, you're going to see Costin do a nollie heel nose or something down a The first one ever down a handrail. Dude probably had to do it in, like, 20, 30 tries. Yeah. Maybe tried it for a little bit. Oh, I'm getting close. Fucking photographer comes out and snaps, like, five sequences. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're, you're kind of losing it. Maybe I'll stop. <laughs> so all of a sudden, how many batteries do you got? <laughs> Shit. You got how many batteries? How big's your memory card? I'm about to sit here and try this fucking trick for like 14 hours. You hold it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. I haven't shot a sequence in a long time. 
like skating. I've been filming. I've been, uh, no Kareem. Uh oh, we've been shooting photos, but I don't think it's shot a sequence though. We've been out in the streets though. We've been filming like for our new video. Guna, me, Billy, Ramsey, McStank, we're all out in the streets, man. Boston, Providence, we went to New York a bit. It's been fucking sick, dude. The weather out here right now, D-Fooks, you'd be so hyped. This is prime. This is what it's all about out there, huh? I feel like your skating is, like, meant for the East Coast, Eric. Dude, I need to come back to Boston. That was, like... Is that fair to say? I feel like you're meant to, like, be in New York City or, like, Providence. I'm down, dude. I love, I love it. I love skating out there. When I went to uh, the homie at Orchard, was like, he's like this type of. He's like this city's like perfect for your skating. Oh, yeah, Boston. I fuck. I said all three of them, but Boston, man, you could just you could film endless video parts here. There's so much cool shit here, architecture and like just mad ledges, just granite ledges and cool architecture and just all that shit that like Zared had skated too, huh? Like yeah, absolutely. That's a lot cool. of that shit out there. Boston, New York. Uh, all of it. Even Connecticut has spots, dude. All these cities are like right here. It's fucking awesome. And it's like yes, people. It right now, skateboarding's in a boom. I feel like a lot of people are out filming and skating, and all the cool shit's happening in this area. It stokes me out, man. It's insane. It's like kids are all stoked on the weather, and you just do you see like so coming with the seasons. Since I'm a little California bitch boy, and I've never like lived through the full full four seasons, just the one season. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> and um, so. When it comes to, like, skating and, like, the height of skateboarding right now, I mean, I did you see, like, the last couple of years, like, oh, it's all, it's winter, it's winter, it's snowing, like, nobody's really skating. I guess you guys have Skater's Edge, but... Well, what it is, what it is, is basically winter hits and everyone's inside. You don't, like, you're trying to skate and it's, like, snowstorms are happening and you're, like, trying to get to the skate park. I'm lucky I live really close to the skate park, you know, and I can go whenever pretty much. But, like, I used to live 40 minutes away. So it's like, you know, you get there, like, once, twice a week, and everyone's trying to get there on the same days. Like, we do certain yeah. days. So everyone meets up, so it's a good session. And it's like, during the winter, it pops off, though, because it's like, you know, when you get everyone's going these days, and everyone's meeting up, and there's so much energy, everyone's skating. Right now, though, the skate park's kind of e- empty because it's so beautiful. Because yeah. you're in the skate park all winter long, just filming, skating, doing whatever, like, say... Learning new shit, flat ground. Yeah, and yeah, you get outside, like you were describing with the float tank, and get into the beach. It was like, you when, the, when it thaws out, dude, and spring starts to come, you're like, oh my god, I remember the feeling of, like, being warm again, and, like, not wearing a hoodie, and going outside, and, like, everything's not dead, all the leaves, and everything's coming back to life, and you're like, I'm gonna be outside. <laughs> like, dude, and, and so all the... All the kids come out of the woodwork, right? Yeah, cause it's, and then you don't have to spend money because it costs money to skate indoor parks too, you know? So then it's like, all right, now we can just go skate around a city or go skate our foundation spot or whatever. So spring is so amazing. And then it moves into summer, which is awesome, but then it gets... So well, hot, yeah. It's August and July. It gets super humid. So you're just like... <gasps> you're having fun, but you're just like... <gasps> you feel like you're fucking drowning half the time. Um, yeah, you're just getting all, you're just losing all your weight and just sweating everything out. Yeah, you're like, this trick that would be easy is now hard because it's so humid that I'm getting hot-headed before I even give it a fair chance. So, uh, but, and then fall comes, though, Derek. Derek, fall's the best because everything's cooling down and, like, all the colors from the leaves changing and the texture and, like, you start to see weather again and it's like, that's, spring and fall are the best. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like the death and the birth of everything, and it's like the temperature's perfect, the colors are amazing, and everyone's just out destroying it, you know. And right where we're at now is June, and it's still really nice. It hasn't hit like super humid yet, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like we still got weekends to go, which is awesome, man. And then by the end of the summer, everybody's been skating street all summer, and they're just murdering shit, huh? Yeah, everyone. They're just, like, getting, they're, being, they're, like, comfortable with being back in the streets, and, like, the skills that they had, like, pretty much learned at the skate park all winter. Yeah, you're kind of, like, everyone's looking at what they gather for footage, and you're starting to, like, piece it together, and then you're starting to go to the skate park again, and it's, like, gets in, you get to see everyone again if you don't see them out in the streets, and it's just, like, we're at the skate park, too, it's sick, because, like, it's an indoor park. And, like, I go, and people come from all over the place to go to Skater's Edge. It's, like, um, a destination park. It's so big and massive, and I meet people from all over the place, all over the country, and sometimes there's people from other other countries. And uh, so that's pretty sick, you know? Everyone starts coming together and seeing all these different people and different styles and different everything, you know? And it, people are there skating, and they're not even, like, trying to be sponsored or whatever. They're just trying skateboarding. That's the best, dude. <laughs> I know. I love the it. the best. So do you see, like, every summer, especially the last couple summers, or, excuse me, springs coming out of winter, are you seeing, like, more and more kids out skating street? Yeah, absolutely. I'm seeing, uh, oh, man, it's such a boom. Like, I've noticed in our area there's so many kids, and it's like, we, at Skater's Edge now, we have, we went from no contests at the edge. And the contests are a big deal to us because, like, it brings everyone together to have a big bash. You know, everyone comes, and it's like, there's so many people in this area that kill it, so everyone comes and strikes. No contest at the park at Skater's Edge at all. Like, I tried, I actually tried to call some of the, the people that had contests there in the past, and no one was, like, down for it. For whatever reason, they they couldn't do it. So I just said, fuck it, we'll do the New England Am. I threw it, and it was fucking insane. And now this year, we have three contests. So we went from zero, to me throwing one, to now this year, we have three contests, um, including the New England Am. But it's awesome, I love it. Uh, so other people started, that was the one you guys just went to, or didn't just go to, but we recently, to, right? We went to the Baltimore, the Maryland Am. And is that new? That's new this year? No, they've been doing that for a long okay. time. That's like eight hours away or seven hours away. I took the All I Need team and we drove down there, and my three young bucks, Billy, Kevin, and uh, Ryan, just destroyed it and skated with everyone and met people, and uh, we had a blast. Two days, got a hotel, and we had the two seven-hour drives, seven hours down, seven hour back. But it's sick. We're jamming to music, talking about life, talking about skateboarding. Like we, we met, I got to hang out with a uh, Phil and Ape. <laughs> oh, sick! <laughs> I got They were at the skate park, so I got to kick, kick it with Phil and Ape. Wait, is that you posted a photo of that? Yeah, they you were there. A photo of Phil? Yeah. Jason at Charm City. Um, that's the skate park in Baltimore. He uh, asked them to come out and do like a meet and greet and like I got a photo with them and shit it was so cool that's amazing yeah they were just like in the tv show <laughs> I feel like I could have like antiqued Phil and like he would he would just been like oh fuck <laughs> 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 um, but yeah and I you know what was sick about the Maryland M was that I didn't I went I drove these dudes down you know and like more as like a team manager so I'm just getting waters and bananas and making sure these dudes but I get a skate with all the dudes in practice. So, like, beginners, all the beginners, all the intermediates, all the advanced. I, like, got a skate in their practice and, and skate with these dudes and feed off the vibes. And then uh, and then I got to watch them do their runs, you know? Like, I was done. I skated with them during practice, and then I got to sit back and watch them all kill it, you know? That was so tight. And then they had the sponsor division, and then I got to watch my dudes skate with all these dudes that were just insane, and they killed it, you know? 
And that's, yeah. that's seven hours away. We did it twice now. We drove down there. But, like, going going back to our skate park, um, this year they have, I think it's a, um, I want to say a Zoomies contest. I might be wrong. Like a mall store. I don't know. There's a few of them. I don't know. Maybe it was them. But Volcom is having their contest there again, which is awesome. I was stoked on that. Um, that one's coming. Where is that? That's local to you? Yeah, Wild in the Parks is coming. They just did it at the barracks. Did you see that? But they're coming to our skate park, Skater's Edge. Oh, they're coming to Skater's Edge. Yeah. No way. So I think it's Zoom. I don't... Whatever. I don't want to even use the title, but whatever mall, chain, store, or whatever, they're doing a contest there. And then nothing against them at all. I just don't know which one it is, so I don't want to speak and, you know, give them credit if it's not them. Because <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, but Volcom is coming, and then we have the New England Am. So there's two contests that kind of, like... Get these kids and get these people warmed up and used to being in the contest. And then we end it in October with the New England Am, which I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, we went from zero contest to, like, now we got a whole season. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so crazy, I'm right? That. Like, like I'm, I don't even know if fucking places out here are doing that shit. I mean, Vans probably does a few small things, but it's not like that. That takes some, like, real, some real community shit to build. Yeah, it's cool, too, because, like, our contest, the New England Am, we, ha- we have, like... It's just hype. Everyone's hyped. It's 14 and under, 15 and over, and then a skate shop division. So, like, and everyone just, it was so sick last year, everyone just, like, cheered each other on. It was like everyone's competitive with themselves, you know what I mean? And since you're skating with your homies, it's like, let's go out there and just see the best we can do and just see where the dust settles, you know? And that's like, it's not like one-on-one or scores. It's like, it's just like, all right, these shops made it here, this shops. So it's just like, all right, whoever killed it moves forward, you know? It's so, it was so sick. Dude. That's the sick thing about skate, the skate contest is like how many kids actually leave. Yeah. Like, like, fuck, I wanted to win. Like how many, like maybe fucking one or two kids out of like 200 fucking kids. Like everybody's just there to have a good time. Just hopefully not fucking blow every trick in their line. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, everybody cheer for each other or cheer for all the homies. Like, we we all know, like, what's hard for our friends and stuff, you know? And you know, like, all those kids are seeing each other, like, trying tricks and, you know, like, trying to learn tricks. They finally, like, like learn it and they can pull it off in their run. Like, it, it, that's the beauty of skate contests. It's not... It, Nobody leaves pissed that they didn't win. Like I've I've seen it happen a handful of times at like the hundred plus skate contests I've ever been to. I've seen it happen like three times I can remember that somebody was bummed that they didn't win. Yeah, and I'm sure dealing with like younger kids sometimes. Yeah, understand the whole dynamic. But the cool thing, the cool thing I was stoked on is like since Skater's Edge is the hub of it all, it's like everyone goes there throughout the winter. So everyone kind of knows each other, and they just you you end up like cheering each other on because you want to have a good session. It's like you get to meet these people, and it's like then when we do the contest, it's like that same vibe, you know? It's like yeah, fuck yeah, let's see who can kill it the best this day, you know? Like the group of people. exactly this this day, day. yeah. That's it. Like, like I'm I... trying to beat anyone. It's like let's see who can push themselves this day. And last year, uh, the dudes that won it were amazing at skateboarding for sure, and I'm excited to see who takes it this year. Or I'm just. Ex- I've been putting out the edits from the contest. I don't know if you've seen them, but, like, every skate shop, I put out, like, an edit for the riders that McStank made. And uh, it's cool to go back and be like, oh, yeah, he killed it. Oh, yeah, they were fucking killing it. Oh, yeah, that was gnarly. Like, we do a great job of, like, um, promoting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys promote the fuck out of it. Yeah, this year we got Heliclip and Transworld's going to promote it, and it's it's still growing. We got some sponsors involved already. And, uh, yeah, everything's moving forward. We're going to do a best trick with a Gap to Hubba. 
We got an after party this year. We're going to try and premiere our video um, as long as it's finished. <laughs> and uh, we got, like, a lot of cool things, man. If we, if you can ever make it out, dude, you're coming. That would be the time to, to New England Am, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And you always got a room in my house, for sure. That room right here or the, the other room? <laughs> Not this room. This room is a mess. I know you're talking about a... Just boxes on boxes. What yeah, are, what are those? Was that a stealth headwear package yeah probably in there somewhere for sure shout out oh is that a film bot grip box i see a film bot grip box shout out at film bot grip hey how did on instagram we talked about that last time how did you did we talk about how you met mckendo i don't know i i don't know if we did what's he I up to i haven't Dude, i hung out with him today we had a meeting at ezekiel uh we're gonna do like a little 10-year I don't know. I guess this would be like the tenth year that I wrote for Ezekiel. So we're gonna do like a little a little retrospective thing in, in the next couple Damn. months. So it's just like old photos. Like probably post a bunch of old photos on social media. Maybe make like a little two minute video, like old footage collected throughout the old, like Ezekiel trips and stuff. And then uh, maybe do like a little photo show or something like that with me and Mike. Damn, that's sick. Is Ezekiel your longest sponsor, for sure? For sure, yeah. Ezekiel's, like, made it all happen. That's so You cool. know what I mean? Like, dude, throughout all the years, I didn't have board sponsors and shit, and I made it through, like, different team managers and different people working there. Like, I've been there longer than the Ezekiel band. There's only a couple people there right now that have been there longer than me. That's crazy, man. It's, it's pretty crazy. I've seen, like, a lot of changes, but they've held it down. Yeah. And my Kendo's good though. Speaking of Filmbot, yeah, he's doing Filmbot. He's doing good, man. Pumping a lot of stuff out. Working really hard on that. Um, he just got back from Europe. They went out there. He went out there with Billy Davenport, uh, Frankie Heck, and Darian Brown to film for Filmbot Two. Damn, sick! I saw some Snapchats because I I'm heavy on Davenport's Snapchat. He's got a, he runs his Snapchat game for sure. <laughs> He'd be fun to have on the podcast. <laughs> he did. We had him on one time. Oh yeah, long time. That was in the beginning. Yeah, that was rad. Him and Ramsey were partying. Yeah. Um, you should film some VX one shit and with the the stank and then send it out to McKendo for yeah film bot two, dude. Yeah, I think I have some VX stuff already, actually. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna have to communicate. You were in the first one, right? Oh uh, shit! I feel so old right now. I don't even remember, dude. Maybe I had a trick though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. All right, all right. Get him, get him back to the float tank, D. Do you think you'll do it again? Hell yeah. When do you For think sure. you'll? When when do you think you'll do it again? I don't know. I'm gonna. I gotta meet up with this dude for like this video collab work we were going to do. And he's the one that told me about the Costa Mesa one. And he said he also has the wholesale hookup on onit.com products. So I'm trying to get some more alpha brain. <laughs> Sick, yeah. Maybe take the alpha brain in the flow tank. I don't know if that, if that's a good mixture. Yeah, I think they say that. I'm not sure, but I would look into it. But uh, I was, I, I wonder because now that I've done the flow tank, like, um, I don't know, I've done it fucking, you know, seven to 10 times or something like that. It's like, I don't, like, at first I wanted to do it all the time, and now it's just like I only want to do it once in a while. Like, I feel like if I get to the point where I feel like I have a backpack with concrete on again, that's when I'm like, okay, I want to go to the float tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I was kind of wondering how you feel, because you just did it now, or do you have that, like, I want to do it again, I want to do it again? I do want to do it again, and, oh shit, and I want to do it, <laughs> there goes my footstool. Oh. Um. 
I want to do it again, and I want to do it a few times, like I said, because I, I felt like, yeah, I was just so anxious, you know, like, the first half of it that I want to really, and, like, getting into the, like, that, like, meditation uh, place, I felt like I was, like, slipping in and out of it, you know? Yeah. But you also, like you said, you don't know. You could be in it for, like, 20 minutes, or you could be in it for 20 seconds, and, like... At that point, your sense of time is all jacked. But no, I want to do it again. Yeah, a few times. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll I'll get to that 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 same feeling that you're having. You know. Yeah. But um, I definitely want to go like one or two times. I'm not really like in a rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to go in the next couple months. Well, I like bought a package and I went like a few times, like every like every weekend. I was like bringing people because I was super excited. I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this. But now I'm to the point where it's like. I can tell when I want to go in it again. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I just need that reset, that, like, reminder. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like I want to go uh, in that, clean all the senses out, get back to my center, and then, like, I can tell when that's coming up now, which is a cool feeling. I like being able to know the difference. <laughs> self-awareness. So that means you've been good, dude. Yeah. You've just been, like, you've just been floating by without the float tank. <laughs> a little when was the last time you went? It's been a couple of weeks, but that was the two-hour one, and I can't believe you went first try two hours. I went an hour each time. Two-hour one was wild for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sense of time too was crazy because just not knowing, like, because I don't know, I'm the type of dude I like look at my, I like wake up kind of early and then I'll like keep looking at my phone. Like I'm like pretty bad at that in the morning, and that's like kind of how I felt like in the tank. Like, fuck, how long has it been? How much more time do I have? Like, I want to like relax, but I'm like kind of like. I don't know, I was, like, kind of anxious. I didn't want it to end and shit, you know? Yeah, that kind of, um, you just jarred my memory about something that I was, the philosopher Alan Watts was talking about again. I was been, been rambling on about this. Um, it kind of goes with the whole theme of our hippie talk, but, uh, the being in the now, like, he always talks about it, and he's always like, now is the only thing that's real, and it's like, he'll, like, bing, he'll, like, ding on a bell, you know, and, like, ding! And he uses that as an example because he's like, this is now, like, ding, that right there. And then it slowly fades away. You know, when you hit a bell, it's like, ding. Yeah. And he's like, the fading away, that's the past because, like, that's what, you know, the past is a construct of your mind. You think about the past, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the past fades because it gets further and further away and it fades away. So it's not real. You can't touch the past. It's just a thought. It's what we create is our minds. And then he's talking about the future, and he's like, the future is what you envision it to be, so it's a thought of your mind again, so it's not real. It's just something you make up. So he's like, most people spend their lives in either the past or the future, or vice versa, or whatever. A lot of people spend their lives in the past, and they're never actually in the now. You know what I mean? Like, the moment. And that always trips me out. I think that, maybe that's a simple concept to understand, but... To me, it's just, it's just there's yeah, there's like simple concepts to understand, but like understanding and feeling shit are different, you know. Like when you know something's a certain way, but you're like, I just don't, it just you know, it doesn't fully resonate with me. I know it's supposed to be like that, but I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but the idea, I guess, is that if you spend, I mean, you always want to kind of think of your future, but if you spend more time in the present. And less being in, in your own thoughts in the future or the past, it's like the more you can do, the more you can like, because you're in the moment. So the, mm-hmm. more you, the more you live, because you're in the real 
you're in it, you know, compared to, like, thinking about everything, you know? That's, That's a good feeling, thing. too, man. Like, when you hit when you're in the moment and then you're conscious that you're in the moment, it's a really good feeling. Like, I feel like the last couple of weeks I've been there, like, I've been doing shit. I've been really active. I've been really busy. I've been doing, like, really productive stuff, you know? And, like, shit, I don't know. Maybe, like, kind of started with that. The, the float tank probably has a lot to do with it, but shit's been going well and, like, knowing and being conscious of it and not worrying about yeah the past or the future when you're in that state it's like flow state yeah because if you if you can get in that as much as possible that's like the healthy balance you know because you're not thinking too much about who you used to be or what happened to you before and you're not thinking about too much of like who you want to be or what you want to happen but yeah, I mean, what you want to happen to you what you're trying to manifest or yeah. manipulate or whatever but if you're actually if you're just actually doing that thing and you're in the moment the problem is life pulls us out of those moments it makes us work that we don't want to do and then you're like ah oh, i'm doing something i don't want to do so now you can't be in the moment because you don't want to fucking do it yeah some dumb shit like yeah. a parking ticket but or like a blah, blah blah yeah or you have like you know this things life pulls you every which way but if you can always get back to that center in that moment it's like the more you stay in that the more you'll experience Unless you'll just be thinking, <laughs> which is always good. I've been trying surfing. <laughs> Me and my girl went surfing again the other day. Oh, uh, I saw you posted a video of her, of her uh, surfing a couple weeks ago. It's kind of right. cool because that forces you to be in the moment. Because once you stand up and you're like riding the wave, you're like, whoa, this is trippy. Like, I'm not jaded by it by any means because I've only done it twice. And I'm just like surfing on a wave. Actually, I trip out more because I watch my girl do it. And I'm like, man, she's surfing. Like, I'm watching her surf by me. It's fucking cool. That's so sick, dude. That's more in the moment than skating because you can't be like, roll up and then, nah, I don't want to. Yeah, you have Which... to just get on it, yeah. Once you get on Have you been surfing? I haven't been. I have, but it's been years. But it was rad. I've, like, longboarded in San Onofre before. It was really fun when I, when I was younger. Yeah, that's what we do. My homie Conrad just gives us these big surfboards, and they're they're massive. I think they're longboards. Super mm -hmm. wide. That way we can stand up. Cause it's like yeah, it's not too wobbly. Yeah, we don't have the best balance yet because we're newbies. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just rad though, just being in the ocean alone and like getting that workout, like upper body, and just getting your blood flowing. And like, is it warm? Is your ocean oh, warm out oh, there? Huh? No, it's so. It's not. I mean, it, it is some days. Like today was probably the day we went. It was like overcast and it was fucking freezing. Like we first got in the water, me and my girl, and we just looked at each other we're like, <laughs> like we made a mistake, you know, like. But I was just being overly optimistic because I'm like, we're doing this, you know? And, uh, dude, the first 10 minutes, it was so brutal. Like, once you get past the nuts, you know? Yeah. Oh, fuck. It, it, once you get past the nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the brutal part, dude. Yeah, take a few minutes, and then you're like, and she was feeling the same thing. But then once you catch one wave, you're like, you don't even remember it's cold. You're like, oh, that was so much fun. We're laughing. We're fucking surfing on the waves. And then you're, like, swimming around, getting your body heat warmed up and shit like that. Yeah, and you don't even realize it. But it's like, even my homie Conrad, who took us out, he, like, just surf lessons and stuff. He's like, yeah, it's going to be cold. We had wetsuits on, and it was still freezing. What was that bridge we jumped off out there in your hood? Because I remember that water being warm as fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it just depends on the day, you know? Like, when we went surfing, it was cold. Uh, I don't remember which bridge that was. Someone brought us there. It was, like, over by New Bedford, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. I like, that was awesome. I'm, I'm back in jumping off with bridges in the water, for sure. Just, you gotta be careful. But the, if there's one that you know, it's fucking the best. About, I'll whip out a backflip. You did. I think you did. You did some sort of 
aerial maneuver. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst gonna happen? It's like twenty foot drop. In the oh, watch. before hey, I was gonna say we should wrap it up, but I still got more to talk about. Um, we got plants. Do you got plants? Plants? Yeah, we're getting like, full hippie today. Full hippie, dippy, all the way. Do you have any plants? Are you growing any life in your? In your oh yeah, there's lots of life. My chick is a huge plant human. There's like, I guess you can't really see it. Can you see the little? There's these little like yellow fucking dandelion looking things over oh, here. Yeah, oh, there they are. Boom. Yeah. We got a couple of those. We got uh some this like hanging plant over here on the other side of this wall, dude. She's been. So we got so many. There's this. We have this one. I don't know what it's called. But it's getting pretty big, and our place isn't like it's lit all right, and we gotta drag it to the window every morning. Oh, it's this one plant, it's probably like shoulder height. It needs drag sunlight. it towards the window. Yeah, yeah, it needs a lot of sunlight. So she's always taking care of it. We probably have like twelve succulents in our living room right now. Damn sick. Yeah, we we just got some we got some plants going. We got we bought a tomato plant. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, we don't have, like, edible plants, but that's what's up. Not those type of edible plants. I know. <laughs> no, but the, pota- the tomato plant, dude, that's sick, because those things grow like weed, dude. They just, like... Well, I mean, so far we have two tomatoes. We haven't eaten them, but they're getting bigger. They're green, so, like, I I mean, I've just been watering it. Actually, this lady at work's been telling me all the secrets, because I've never really tried to grow anything to eat. But she's been trying to, she's been feeding me like techniques. She's like, yeah, if the soil feels dry, you gotta make sure it's damp. She's mm-hmm. telling me that her man like waters it in the morning and the afternoon, like, and just gives it a little bit, a little bit of a soaking. And she was saying like I had to peel off all like the dead limbs so like you know it has more sunlight and it's not like so I got all the dead limbs off of it. And then um, oh, dude, it's yeah, life. What's that? It's, a, it's just straight of life, dude. You have yeah. to take care of and help manage. That's what I said to her. I was like, oh, everything you're telling me is such common sense, but I never think about growing a plant or, like, fruit. Like, so I never think, you know, like, I don't, like, yeah, if if I had, like, branches in my hair, I'd just pull them out, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, not me. I haven't had hair. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If you had branches in your hair. Yeah, I'd rip that shit out. And then have more sunlight on your hair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, like, learning all about it. We had a blueberry plant, and it won't grow. And then my the lady at work said it needs, like, the opposite. So if it's, like, a male, it needs a female or vice versa. Like, some plants need, like, the opposite. To me, uh. Like, I never knew any of this shit. Like, it makes me neither. My chick's like been bringing home all these plants, and she's like, Oh, no, you can't water it. I was like trying to be all nice and like just watering shit. And she's like, Oh, that one has like too, oh, you can't water that one too much. It's like too damp. I'm like, uh, Like, just knowing it cycle or something like that. I was was, like really interesting, dude. I want to get into it. I want to have a garden and stuff one day for sure. Yeah, well, we're kind of forming one now. We got celery that my sister gave me, and I checked on it today, and it. It start, it's like growing out of dirt. It got a lot bigger in the last week or whatever. And then uh, the lady at work gave me three more tomato plants. So I got four tomato plants. Um, celery, tomato plant, and the blueberry bush. But we got to get another blueberry bush so that will grow. But uh, every- You got a nice size backyard, dude. You can grow a gang of stuff. Yeah, we got like a lot of soil back there. So I'm going to try to like um, dig it up. I, I mowed the lawn today instead of doing it. I was going to do it today. I was going to dig it all up, like, till it, till it, I guess, so it's all soil, and then line mm-hmm. the wood, and then, like, take my plants out of the pots and, like, put them in the dirt. The only thing I'm worried about is I got a lot of rodents in the backyard, man. I might have to cop a BB gun, Derek. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. I'm, like, trying to grow life by sniping it out. Is that... 
I don't think I could kill him, but like maybe just a shot in the ass or something. No, we're gonna get shoot him in the tail or something like that, right? I I gotta take it out, dude. Totally kidding. But uh, I had (laughs) fence because I got like a groundhog and like we got rabbits all over the place. Um, every time I pull in, there's like rabbits hopping in front of my car at night. It's pretty sick. And actually, we have a lot of land. It looks super fertile back there in your backyard too. I remember it was like so damp and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, anthills, which kind it's of... It's like compost, like, yeah. natural compost. And Actually, stuff. our neighbor next to us, his yard is right there, but we don't have a fence, really, in between the two, and he has a big compost post, because he just dumps uh, his grass there, so it's just, like, been doing that for years, so I could just take soil from there, like, he wouldn't mind, and just, like, dude. line the garden. So that's what I'm working on. It's a slow going, because I have to, like, free time up for my day to, like, do this stuff, but... I moved all the plants to the back of the yard, and I put them all together, and I, like, put them, like, in the dirt, basically, like, just, like, in a nice little nook. Because before, they were just on our, like, concrete patio or whatever, so I just moved yeah, yeah, yeah. into nature where there's, like, other plants and shit, and they, I've already seen an improvement. It's just kind of crazy. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I'm hoping to grow a- grow the movie Avatar in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora, dude, just you, sprouts out of your backyard. Did you like? Dude, that's one of my favorite movies. Dude, this is the fucking. This is officially the D. Fuchs hippie hour. This is the hippiest. And Shetler, I'm being just as hippie as you. Um, this is the hippiest episode. I just is it really. I just deep. I had Susky on, and I we might have talked about patchouli. I'm not sure. <laughs> but this one for sure, and I love it. I've loved every second of this. It's gonna be called the hippie episode. Yeah, definitely. We just nailed it. Oh my god. Have you uh, have you ever looked into any like Indian like uh rituals and stuff? Because my girl's grandfather is into that, and that's when I was like, dude, maybe I'll go with him. Because they do like these things. These like uh, what would they be called? Um. Like shaman, yes. ritual, shamanic rituals or something like yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, they go to Mexico and do it. And like he said, I could go. And I was like, dude, just let me know when. I'm fucking going. Let's. Wait, I, what do they do? So, what? so what are they doing? They go to Mexico into like an Indian reservation type. What do they do? Yeah, his, the grandfather goes and has like um, it's old rituals. What is it, babe? Sundance. I don't know what that means, uh-huh. but. I just imagine if I went and did that, I could probably do some drugs in the middle of the woods and freak out and experience it, and it'll be like I'm in the wild or something, you know, or like That's... a smoke tent or something, like. Yeah, they'll just like feed you some ayahuasca and you'll yeah, just like fucking some older trip people. for eight hours. Yeah, like with older people that have already done it, and like I won't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it'd be the safest way to do it or something. Yeah, like shamanic. I've had a uh, there's this dad, this super like stony hippie dad of these rad kids. They used to come into the skate park that I used to work at, and he he was telling me he had, he did like mushrooms with a Hopi Indian chief on a reservation, and I was like, God damn, that seems like it's probably like a pretty good set and setting. That's you know what I mean? Experience. To like do a psychedelic, you know? Yeah. It's like, damn, what was that like? It's like primitive human, you know? Like that's what they did basically, instead of float tanks, <laughs> right? Yeah, like that. Yeah, like south america ayahuasca retreats and stuff like that like that stuff's so crazy like yeah would you be if somebody was like shetler here's a ticket yes tomorrow yes you gotta go let's ayahuasca you have to take drink ayahuasca i'd totally be down does it make you sick yeah i mean it makes i guess it makes you sick and you like throw up and then you're just on like a super gnarly psychedelic like the dudes all those dudes did it on that set that skateboarder trip 
Really? That that remember when they this skateboarder they all went to South America and they did a they did a, a Amazon River fucking a trip up the Amazon River with like Kenny Anderson, Adelmo, Raymond Molinar, fucking I forgot who else. Joey Pepper maybe? I don't know, but a bunch of dudes did a trip up the Amazon River and then they stopped into some village and they did ayahuasca. Damn. And there's like footage of Kenny Anderson and like night vision footage of him just kind of like staring at the ground. His eyes are huge and he's just like, he's like, I just feel really anxious right now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, you just drink ayahuasca. Like, I just want to know about this shit before I, like, you know. I'd be so scared it. and nervous, but I would fully do it for sure. Once <laughs> you know about it, you know what I mean? Going into it, like, oh, it's like this psychedelic drink. You're like, okay. And it's like the most powerful psychedelic on the fucking earth. It is, right? That's what they're saying. The I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess, like, so far what they've concocted through, like, vine. I mean, it's all natural. It's from, like, a vine and a root, like, mixed together, something like that, into some jerk tea or, I don't know. Damn, yeah, it trips me out, man, and I would totally do it. Would you do it? Yeah, I'd probably do it. Yeah, if somebody was like, here, I got a trip. I'm like, fuck it, dude, let's go. Let's it's go. Let's rid me of all of my demons, dude. Like, <laughs> all of my bullshit past shit that you're holding on to, like... It's just an experience, too. It's like a test of your will to see if, like, just to know you can do that and survive and be like... It, like yeah, it's like, it's not gonna fuck you. It's only gonna help you, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I look at that shit like that straight Tree of Souls shit from Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, like, where you're, like, literally connected and you, like, can feel what the fuck the Earth feels. I don't know. Maybe that's probably not what it's like, but that's kind of how I, like, look at it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Oh, yeah. More Alan Watts stuff, too, I was listening to. He's talking about... Um, this one's going to probably lose everyone on the podcast, but whatever. Um, we probably already... Dude, we're, nobody's been made it this far. <laughs> made it this far, dude. And if, if, they have, yeah. if, they're, if they're a hippie, dude, they're fucking sitting there with some patchouli on. They're playing a flute, and they're just listening to us speak. And it's like... Doo, 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 and just, like, some incense is lit, and there's, like, a circle. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's some listeners out there like that. But, um, oh, he was talking about, um, it's like, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Fuck it. It's too much. I'm going to jumble it so bad, and it's not even worth repeating until I <laughs> listen to it again. Just the story of my life, dude. I read all this, like, awesome shit, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be remember these, repeat. there's no way I'm going to be able to remember these words in this order to tell I, somebody this fucking. I've listened to these lectures. They're not lectures, but they're just him talking about stuff. He'll go off on, like, an idea, and he'll just, like go until it's like he thoroughly gets it out and uh i've listened to him like so many times like the same one too because it's like some days you just like take things in differently so you like get it a little differently you know what i mean like and some days that's what it is like some days i hear it and the other days i actually listen to it and it's like ah so i listen to it again and again and it helps because the concepts are like really deep and like you gotta really be in the mood to talk about it or think about it <laughs> it's kind dude of absolutely like you yeah like that's the book i'm reading right now it's like i'll read a paragraph and i'm like have to think about it for a week yes <laughs> you know what i mean like one of those like damn dude i can't keep reading this thing i'm like getting lost so much good shit <laughs> okay. uh, all right so i guess we kind of beat it the hippie the hippie podcast is probably done i'm gonna be honest here but uh i do have another question before we go and it's a serious one do you think that I'll be able to get Tony Hawk on the podcast. Not me. I, Let me rephrase that. Do you think we, because I'm asking everyone in social media land to, like, share and get Tony on and help. And uh, I've actually talked to my homie at the Ride Channel, and he, I sent him an email, and he said he's going to forward it along. Do you think 
we, the collective, the Shetler Show, the listeners, everyone, can get Tony on the podcast? Yes. Yes, you pressed <laughs> it right there. I'm dude, gonna... totally. I totally think you can. You used to write for Birdhouse, bro. I know. You're an alumni, dude. I was like a young kid, and I didn't, like, I met Tony, you know, I hung out with him and stuff, but it wasn't like, I don't know, like, I, we, it was brief, you know what I mean? It wasn't like best buds, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, when I listened yeah. to Steve Bear talk about Birdhouse, I was like, ah, he's hung out with Tony, you know? Like, I was just on the team. We'd do demos together. It was awesome, you know? But yeah, it's not like you were skating Bert with him at the demo. Exactly, and he's like a larger-than-life dude, so everyone swarms him, and it's just like, you know. But, uh, yeah, he's so cool. I want to get him on and ask all about that and all about coming up skating. I want to ask him how he feels about Riley Hawk, riding for Baker, and, like, just, like, cool stuff like that, man. Um, Is there anything I can do? What do you think I can do? I already did this Twitter, I... Facebook, and Instagram. I got people reposting. I don't know. I saw that Instagram thing, and it looked like just briefly went over, and like a hell of people were tagging him. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm hoping he'll like. I don't. He has millions. He's got to have like a PR person or something like that too. That's what I was wondering. I wonder. He definitely is a PR person. He has to. He's like the fucking most famous skateboarder. That's how I got Steve Bear on the podcast. I I had everyone hit him up on Twitter. Really? That's why this time I went Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to try to get Tony because I try to get the Birdman, dude. Yeah, Birdman's the pinnacle. You know, like he's the He's Tony Hawk, the most iconic skateboarder. So I think it'd be pretty sick. Anything you want me to ask him? I was actually just thinking that, but I don't even know. I just want to listen to to the. I don't even want to get involved. I just rather just listen to it. Anyone I should hit up about the podcast? Anyone you think that would make a good guest? Dude, you've been doing a good job. I feel like every day, every like week on Insta, I'm like, damn, you got this fool. Damn, you got this fool. You've just been making calls, huh? Just yeah. the Skype, the Skype in it. It's just it's, working out. It's spreading. It's spreading because people are listening to it and hearing it and sharing it, and it's starting to get consumed, and it's starting to like prove that people like it, you know. And it's like when you know the audience is growing, it's like more people, you know, will come on because they're like, yeah, this is cool. Everyone's into it. It's like a, it's a, it's a commodity. Like people want to hear these stories. These stories are valuable. These professional skateboarders and athletes and pole dancers and sex educators and like these people that do strange stuff or have excelled at whatever they've done and like just their stories and their life is like a commodity. People want to hear it. It's like pretty sick, you know? And it's cool. A lot of people come on and they're like, ah, these people are more relatable. Like I actually... You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, this person's more like me than I Yeah, was. yeah, yeah, than you thought. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. dude, did you think Mark Johnson was going to be full of all that knowledge? Did well, you think he was into all that stuff? It's funny. He's, like, a larger-than-life dude to me, too. Him and Steve Barra and Tony Hawk and those dudes. Because, like, I grew up watching them skate, you know? So it's like, I never met them, but they've always been those dudes, that generation that I watched and got inspired mm-hmm. by. And Mark Johnson, especially, because he always said, like, he always he added more to his skating. He'd always have a song that had feeling and depth, and he'd have quotes and things in his video parts or in his interviews were always interesting. So I knew he was going to be articulate and like you know had had something to talk about. But like uh, yeah, it was cool. It was like wow, you know, he's older older than me. So it's just like cool to know that person that's hung on to skating and still like doing it and loving it and like killing it yeah still yeah, killing it sense. search for knowledge like exactly that's his yeah i did i love that dude like listening to that podcast like this dude's just on the quest for knowledge just lock himself in big bear for like a few years like a cabin and just read hella books you know like <laughs> yeah because he when he did it, he probably didn't have the internet like we do now you know it's a lot easier for, <laughs> for me to look everything up now it's all reading books before but yeah He's, he was the fucking man, so he was one that I was like, damn, and then uh, Steve, too, like, I mean, just, you know, 
and just his legacy and everything. And he's still in the mix with everything. He, like the trade shows and the barracks. Oh, he's everywhere. He was at Cherry the other day. There, I guess I heard they were filming some like barracks thing at Cherry. I was just stoked he definitely was like everywhere. Yeah, I was stoked that he was down to come on the podcast because. You know, there's a lot of people that wanted to hear him talk and see how he felt about things, and it was cool to have the podcast be the platform. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of like skateboarder like, a, a not a, really another platform like this. Like, skate to create is cool. How? But it's pretty quick, right? Skate to create it's like a 30 minute podcast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's, right? there's other skate podcasts that are cool, but like, I don't know. I just like I like the way we're doing it here at the show. Like, everyone comes on and it's like. So cool. Like, I love those other skate podcasts, but, like, I don't know. I think because I'm a fan. So, so, like, because it's my show and I'm a fan. So, when I go back and listen to it, my voice, I'm, like, uh, kind of annoyed by it. But, like, I get to go listen to the dudes and I get to hear them talking. Like, because when I do the podcast, it's kind of like I'm in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's cool. For sure. But when I go back and listen to it, I'm, like, oh, this is so sick. Like, damn, Steve Bo- Steve Barrett played soccer and he was, like, pretty good at it. And, like, <laughs> they wanted him to stay and he didn't. You know, like, I'm, like, the narratives of those dudes I got to go back and listen to and it's awesome. Yeah. What's up, Tara? She, she's interrupting yeah, the podcast. Well, something really, I think it might, it's okay. It, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think she made it clear. I think Alan came to sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast just got dirty. Yes. Why, is there like a mess? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's sitting next to me and I'm on my computer and I just looked up and he's sleeping and twitching, but there's, there's like... Stream. <laughs> All right. Well, Tara just ended the podcast because we have to go clean our ender from Elwood. Just Elwood just nutted on my couch, so I gotta go take care of that. Derek. Ender. Hey, th- thank you for coming on. Hey, before we go, um, what's your social media plugs again? So if anyone wants to be like, dude, that story about the mushrooms is hilarious. <laughs> My God, um, so many hippies are going to be hitting you up after know, the hippie man. episode. The hippie, I'm just getting so many comments on Insta. I love, All right. it. I love it. All right, at Derek Fukuhara Insta, um, at Fukuhala on Twitter, and then Tumblr or D Fuchs on Tumblr, and then ah, yeah. That's it, I guess. Caffeinated Kitchen, is it? Oh, yeah, check out the Caffeinated Kitchen. You guys got a uh, web store? Yeah, we do. We have thecaffeinatedkitchen.com. We have, like, some beanies and some stickers, and we've got some teas coming in probably tomorrow or Friday. Or yeah, you guys, day, so. you guys do it right, too. Everything's quality, and it all looks amazing. And every every post and everything I ever see, a product, it looks so sick, dude. Killing it. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again, dude, for coming on the, the hippie episode, dude. It's cool that we can talk like this. It's a kind of embarrassing and silly, but it's like free to talk like this and, and be honest. And we don't we don't have it all figured out, so it's like don't know anything. That's the first step to knowing anything is like knowing that you don't know anything. Well, I like that, that I can sense? hit you up and we can do this because that means I got a friend. Dude, always always a pleasure. I'm down to do this whenever. Just hit me up, you know. I'm always down to wrap out. Always a pleasure, doggy. Hell yeah, D. Fuchs. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon, man. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Oh, oh, ready? Nine, Hell yeah. Eight, say, come on. Seven, so all my people, where you six, at? Put your fist up. Five, we gon' twist up. Four, say, come on. Come on. Experience the train. Up. Uh, 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 uh,